0: Hello, and welcome to the Nomadic Curiosity Podcast. It is I, your host, Zach, and I am here with Cayenne Once again, thank you. Happy to have you on, man. What's going Glad on? Glad to be here. Uh, we were just, uh, Kayan actually was kind enough to give me a, a, a star reading that I had just messaged him because I was like, I know he like had mentioned that he did those, and honestly i i'm 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 like blown away, like blown away. it was incredible, it was way more in depth and like impactful than I would anticipate, especially being over facebook messenger um <laughs> it was like really weirdly accurate um so yeah, that was very interesting um
1: yeah, I um, I started doing readings, um, I'm 33 now, 12 years ago, um, and then uh, I guess through the development of my intuition and the wears and tears and peaks and valleys of life, I was able to talk to enough people and accumulate accumulate enough knowledge to be able to start getting this information that came to me so
0: yeah honestly though like i i am truly impressed like you could you could charge people for this i mean i'll pay you if you want me to like you know <laughs> not i'm not like a hundred dollars or anything but like <laughs> um honestly though that was like that that was very impressive um you know like at first i was getting a little bit like well you know it's this it could be you know somewhat But then, like, it it was just so specific and much that it was, like, I mean, a lot of this makes a lot of sense, actually. Like, in terms of, at least, from what I know. I've done a lot of research on my ancestry, by the way. Um, Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So, so I actually am pretty familiar with a lot of this stuff. My mom's side of the family is a little bit harder to research just because of, you know, some of that uh, the way that just stuff happened, but I mean, my dad's side of the family got traced back to the Revolutionary War. Turns out we were just um, poor farmers, literally up until (laughs) the last generation, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm still scrolling through all these badges, and it's just, wow. We can get to those later, but uh, sorry. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm always, um, I actually do charge for readings. I kind of slowed it down a little bit. Um, but I'll be revamping it. I, right now with the pandemic, uh, like hopefully in its like, last stages, um, I've been really taking use of my free time and I've been able to work on one thing at a time. Um, uh, I think I'm ready to start uh, doing readings again, but I was working on music. I'm still working on it. I'll we'll be completing it hopefully very soon. Um, but I find that it's like always great, especially with like ADD to be able to hyper-focus on one thing. I can get like the most out of it. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been reading professionally um, for about 11 years, and I never fully went into it like head first because I wanted to make sure that I developed my left brain a little bit more. So, um, I kind of went on this path of, well, honestly, like, I went on this path of, like, I want to be able to work a regular job, and I want to um, learn all the science that I didn't learn as a kid, and I think over the past three years, I guess, I've accomplished that. So, um, I might just go into giving, uh, going back to the readings full-time, but... Uh, it's always strange because uh i forget that it's like an aspect of myself that i do so in uh-huh. the beginning of readings i'm kind of just like warming up because i kind of have to like invite your energy in and that's actually not something that i yeah. like to do i don't really like to feel uh um, other people's
0: energy unless it's like super tasty or something like that <laughs> so <laughs> I, I know what you mean though i, I really do know what you mean because that can get it it can be pretty uncomfortable or or uh, uh what's the word uh intimate um uh, right. but, uh no i mean that uh the way it kind of started off yeah it kind of seemed like a little bit like you know like, i mean it was still kind of interesting because like Andromedan and stuff like that I had never heard as you kind of started explaining what that meant and and just based off of the the pictures that I had sent you of just like family members faces and mine my parents and mine and like the way that that kind of got deciphered down like I mean to he kind of boiled down like the the like spiritual ancestry of my like my like family's awakening uh connections like I I mean wow I was just honestly amazed with that um, there's something that actually I'm gonna I had a question for you about that um there was a thing that you had said that uh, said that sparked the gene um, something about sparking the activated there we go. So, so it is so he said he saw something that activated him um, and I mean I, I know that the our listeners here didn't hear the reading so this is gonna kind of sound out of perspective, but like part of it was you would go back and talk about the uh, the first ancestor in this like line that of my lineage that uh was basically activated in his star seed origin. And he said like he had uh looked at a beetle or a deity's wings or a, a deity's wings or something like that, and uh, that's what sparked his activation. And like, I don't know, I was just kind of curious about like how like that vision
1: looked to you um oh god this is like this is hard i'm gonna need some coffee for this but (laughs) (laughs) so before so i'll remember that and before we get there i'm gonna explain to the listeners um like what what kind of happened how the reading went and then i'll explain to you how i got that so essentially what i what i do is i tap into my intuitive mind and it just shows me like a series of images. And then I have, um, I have to get out of my own way, so my ego will try to like color it a certain way. And I have like an internal fail-safe mechanism that lets me know when it's my own mind versus it's just intuitive information I'm getting. So so I'll start typing what I'm seeing. And then if I'm going off, I'll get, like, this like little buzz saying, like, "No, oh, you're off. It's the opposite of what you're thinking. Then I'll type the opposite of what I was thinking. Um, and I it's more so just about me feeling confident in what I'm seeing and then hoping that it links up. Um, because I don't... <sighs> I really try not to have my ego invested in this, and I'm definitely I can definitely be a doubting Thomas a lot with this stuff. I think in January Mm -hmm. this year I was kind of like, dude, I'm I don't know if I believe in all this stuff (laughs) anymore. (laughs) I have like a little crisis
0: of faith. So um, I know what you mean. Actually, you know, with the channeling that I do, it's really hard to kind of be like, I mean, is this anything, or am I just you know like. I just got a few bolts loose and just, you know, this is just whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm doing this and it's like, or like doing tarot when it's like, you know, I know that the cards have meanings and it could just be, you know, this just is just relevant because you're making it relevant. But I've had some readings that were just so mind-blowingly accurate that it's like, I don't even know. <laughs> I've had some really amazing channel sessions and some that my ego got involved in or that I just wasn't a uh, sufficient channel to like you know convey the message and just got all like messed up and didn't make sense so yeah i mean i do get what you mean about having those little crises of faith uh, yeah (laughs) yeah because sometimes you get surprised (laughs) yeah
1: i was surprised tonight actually because um your energy no offense is not something that i like Some people's energy is, like, really, really loud and pointed, and it wants to be seen and heard, and yours isn't like that. So I had to kind of, um, like, it wasn't hard to dig. Like, it wasn't, like, a rough soil that I was digging, but I had to kind of, like, dig for jewels a little bit and see, okay. Um, Some people um, that I've read, I kind of get, like, Anunnaki vibes, which, now, Mm. I'll be honest with you and the listeners, I don't necessarily believe in physical aliens. Uh, Dev and I kind of gotten into that discussion uh, in a previous episode. Um, But from my own personal mystical experiences um, and my own awakening, I can see parallels and I can also see how certain metaphors could be represented visually. Um, so, you, you know, the Anunnaki that we think are these aliens that came down from space and started, you know, there could have been an advanced human civilization that, you know, was storing sperm from all around the world and then, like, genetically engineered certain humans. Uh, we're seeing a lot of the stuff pop up today, so it's a little bit less fantastical. Um, and one other thing I'll say is, um uh, you and I seem more to be of the mind of being Occult scientists in the fact that we're going to try something, we're going to have a hypothesis, and we're going to test it um, over time. If it doesn't, if it doesn't hold water, it doesn't hold water, and so um, that's kind of uh, how I base a lot of stuff that I was saying. Uh, so what I tried to do in your reading is like, fine, okay. So where is the common ancestor? Where um, this intuitive gene or feeling—where was like where was it activated and, and uh, why? Um, I've had a lot of experiences where I've been taken out of my body, um, uh, into the realms while dreaming, and then seamlessly came back into my body. Um, and it it was seamless. Like there was this one time where, um. A, I was in in this realm and everything kind of looked like light but everything also looked like sperm cells you know and um um <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was just kind of like looking I was like looking to my right or whatever and there was like this sperm cell kind of like traveling a little bit like past my line of vision and then i instantly woke up and then everything turned into the room my friend Cole was just walking by me like it just went from uh, one veil to to the next. So um, after that, I kind of felt like I was no longer suspending my disbelief. So um, in relation to your reading that I gave you where you had this common ancestor, it's like um, I look at my own awakening and um, it the seed was planted by looking at certain rock albums that had like certain art on it being like, what does this mean? And the ripple effect, you know, from when I was... 15 to now uh, that curiosity just me following it you know got me to this point so with your common ancestor that has this um spiritual bend i kind of just saw that he wasn't somebody that was part of like a priest lineage or or anything like that he literally just saw the symbol and it clicked with him and he just started thinking more intuitively and it, you know it wasn't like mystical it wasn't you know like he found the land of milk and honey still had a very very normal life and you know what it did is it caused like a lot of communication problems for him because he couldn't uh it, what it did was it activated like a spatial um reasoning and in those days, you probably might have had to have been trained in order to get that uh, uh, that level of spatial awareness that he had. Um, and he couldn't communicate his ideas to any of the people around him. And so it was very, very frustrating. And I, that's just kind of what I saw. And I saw it in maybe three or four pictures, almost like a tarot card, you know? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, <laughs> and then yeah, I mean- um, the images just kept on uh, kept on, on coming, but I had to warm up cause I, this
0: seems like. <laughs> no, no, I, I know what you mean. Like, like, I mean, I do, I do know what you mean about having to warm up because like, even with channeling and stuff, sometimes like I have to sit there and write for like, you know, an hour before I can actually get in like the, the, uh, I, the way I, I use a channel is through contemplative journaling. So I start writing and I'll just start writing, you know, my thoughts and stuff. And in the thoughts, I'll start to kind of form a dialogue with uh, with my higher self uh, and my spirit guides and stuff. So I just start, like, you know, asking questions and then uh, kind of either giving my answer to the questions or kind of just keeping my hand there and intuitively writing the answers to questions. And a lot of times, you know, it takes me a good, like, hour of writing before um, before I can actually even... Um, before I can actually even start to get a good uh, intuitive message come through. Uh, sometimes none comes through. But, uh, you know, and even sometimes it even feels a little crazy because it's like, am I just making this up? Or, you know, what's going on? So, like, I, I do get what you mean about the having to warm up.
1: Right. And, you know, there's also an aspect of, like, I don't want to just tell this person what they want to hear and there was like some things that i was saying i'm like okay do you really want me to to go in in depth and you gave me the okay um you know so yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. so i was just grabbing a, a glass of glass of milk i hope that wasn't too noisy
0: oh uh, you know what i think you know we're gonna have to fire you
1: <laughs> okay i'll go back to interning at office uh depot yeah. Yeah, you start.
0: <laughs> go on now get <laughs> oh, yeah. said that to me the other day uh like we were gonna do a podcast and he's like uh, i was like um i had to cancel and mm-hmm. uh, he's like all right then i don't want to be your friend anymore go on now get and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> Um, but uh yeah um i mean it, it it's really astounding um when you started talking about some of the connections towards um where the um where, where these uh, intuitive genes has taken um taking my family and, and and kind of how it's impacted some of the generational karma like in a deeper perspective like you know i think it, to an extent you know you got to be intuitively capable of, of, of deciphering that and applying it to your ancestry as well as, you know, like, so like, you know, you are giving me the message and then I'm kind of conveying the message to what it would mean for me. Uh,
1: yeah. So yeah, there's I like really a like helpful. to challenge myself. Um, so I don't, um, I try to give what I'm seeing first without any feedback um, from the person, because for me, this is a science that i'm trying to perfect within myself so um yeah i don't want i don't want like feedback before i'm done reading or anything uh anything like that but um i guess how this can like apply to the audience is um it kind of grounds the whole starseed experience and puts it into perspective because a lot of people be like, you know, a lot of people feel misplaced in this modern world. And um, there's a lot of forums with these people claiming to be star seeds, and it's like, well, you kinda of like that star you're from is the you know, the meth star. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean.
0: Um, I like really struggle with that term like or even really like giving it that much of a like identity uh because like you know even like you know people like oh the indigo star children and you know like they go into this like whole like a cult um kind of uh community around those terms and it's like I think sometimes maybe some people are like you know maybe they feel you know some something there and they give so much power to uh, egotizing it that they make it like, you know, like, you know, I'm on a soul mission and all these things. And it's like, I mean, it's going to happen whether you are thinking about it or not. But The more harder you're trying to put your ego into it, I feel like is the more you're kind of taking away the power of the, the you know, higher, higher power uh, aspect. Because a lot of that stuff is intuitively guiding. So... Yeah, the more yeah. relaxed you are I feel like so like I try to not really give too much power to thinking like oh you know I'm a you know I'm an Arcturian or Palladian you know star seed and indi- whatever like you know those terms and these are characteristics
1: kinda... that I come up with I think are like a little uh, ridiculous like um <laughs> like uh but um like a lot of people kind of think spirituality is this thing to where you can find your life's purpose like i'm gonna find my life's purpose and then i'm gonna be like the next elon musk and i'm gonna make a billion dollars because i i won the lotto because you know a lot of a lot of uh, westerners have like this like lottery mentality when it comes to life because um, <laughs> that's kind of how our society is run
0: anyway it's like oh like the whole like manifestation law of attraction community got really out of hand I think like at least some some aspects of it did you know I think there's still like a genuine aspect, but there's a lot of people that really got into like like okay we're gonna manifest you know I'm I'm manifesting a hundred thousand dollars for myself and in, in a new car and this job and they're not actually doing it either they like are kind of just trying to like think it without doing. I think a lot of the law of attraction is mostly the doing that the 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 tr- the mental part is just the motivator for the doing and allowing yourself to do that because you're working to manifest it.
1: There's a lot of stuff
0: there that I think people kind of took out of hand too. Yeah.
1: I Uh, guess these are just my opinions uh, too.
0: If you're listening and you do those things, you know, keep doing what you're doing, but this is our advice or my advice at least, or my opinion on the matter. Well, I also
1: do life coaching. So if like you, if you're really like about like trying to um, like manifest something and, and, Um, learning how to get out of your own way. Like, I'm definitely the guy um, to talk to. And we can set up a plan, a workable plan for you so that you can uh, do it in flow so that it's not, like, hard. Because a lot of the problem with uh, manifesting is just, like, the in-between periods, and that's usually when people, like, kind of um, self-sabotage. But I I think... I think that there is, um, there is a genetic component to intuitive um, gifts and access to um, higher realms. I'm not going to make any bones about that. Uh, I do think it's genetic. Uh, I don't think that the people that rule over us are just crazy um for being like obsessed with genetics i don't think that there's a mistake why i don't know if i said that right i don't think that there is a mistake for the fact that you know 30 40 years ago if you were born in a hospital they used to tell your blood type and they don't tell it to you anymore even though they have that information i do think that there is a genetic component to um um the I don't want to say racist because um uh i i fell into like the afrocentric thing a little bit you know um and that's about like reclaiming black power and black spirituality and stuff like that but um i started seeing um like things a little differently a few years ago because i i I would see um i realized there was like only like 16 to 24 different body types and facial types out there and everybody's kind of like a combination of different like templates of that um, and it's like really really weird now how my eyes can see like I can look at LeBron James and imagine him like how he would look if he were white and just had like a little bit more angular features like um, so uh, I do want to say that there is a special uh, I'm going to say species because I don't <laughs> I'm sitting here saying I'm an occult scientist, but I don't know the correct lingo for this. But I do think there is um, an intuitive magical species of man. Um, I I do think that um, the maybe like top echelons of different elite circles know this. Um, uh, I do think that your genetic um, your genetic templates. Um, uh, have a lot of that information encoded in it. Uh,
0: so, yeah, DNA. Honestly, um, I could go really deep into like you know my spiritual experience about uh what, just ancestral stuff in a little bit, but yeah, yeah you can keep going though. Uh,
1: well, I just um, you, you'll you you'll see it in the forums because the you know the Bible um which might just be like a book of spells but it predicts in revelations it's like 144,000 get you know lifted up to heaven and i don't take that literally that's probably just bible literalism as said in lovecraft yeah, country yeah. Is, is for the simple <laughs> but,
0: yeah. but uh, um, i think there can be a lot of different ways to interpret that but yeah sorry uh, continue.
1: you'll see it in like a lot of um spirituality clusters and, and forums. There's only a few people doing the work and a lot of people wearing the costume. And I don't want to be one of those people that talks down on, on on others, but it is it's hard to find people that are actually doing the work and not just like looking for attention. And um, I think that it's genetic. I don't think that if it's not uh, you know, if 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 it's in you, it's not on you, you know. And if it's on you, it's not in you. There's a lot of, um, costuming and using certain language, but, um, uh, not everybody is special just because they're they of this lineage too. Because um, when we all get together, you know, we're just we're just people. But um, I guess that's that's my little rant about. Genetics and yeah, well, I mean that was a good
0: ideas. point to end on too, where you were saying like you know when we get together we're all just people because I mean first off to some degree you know I'm sure almost everybody at this point has some bit of lineage that has you know that or if not they they have the potential of that you know it I think a lot of it too is you know how much do people really embrace or accept the the uh um what's the word the uh, accept the activate activated aspects of themselves you know like my, my brother you know highly highly with the fuckload of energy with that with him um and that that uh that spiritual power um that we were kind of talking about beforehand in terms of like what he is capable of and uh a large 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 quantity of it is uh suppressed in him just I, you know he just never was interested in it and you know he just wanted to, you know, kind of do a little bit something different. I can tell you one thing is, you know, there, there's the one aspect of the matter is that in terms of the, uh, like a mathematical thought, uh, type of ability, uh, he can't escape that one. I mean, he's a mechanical engineer. In his free time, he just, uh, does woodworking. First off, he's like 26, and he's a father of three already. Um, yeah. uh, he had his first kid when he was 20. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't planned. But Ali is a great kid, honestly. He's my first nephew. He's a great kid. Um, you know, my, my brother, you know, although he hasn't really uh, embraced the spiritual things within him, because, like, I mean, you can, like, feel it. At least, you know, I grew up sharing a bedroom with him. Like, we just, you know, really vibed out. Uh, as he got a little older, though, he started to, like, really push that stuff down. And there's a lot of, you can tell, there's a lot of, like, kind of, uh agitation that that causes in him <laughs> um he, you know, even though he doesn't accept those things he's still like inevitably those those energies do get portrayed in his life i mean in his kids especially i mean those kids are brilliant mom, um, and i don't know uh that and uh i i do think at at that point too is seeing this we're all just people just because we have, you know, some sort of ability in lineage doesn't make us any better than anybody else. You know, they have their own, everybody has their own unique, um, uh, unique things to add. And I think it's really, when we come together as people, just being people, is really how we put them together and how we utilize each other that really make the difference. And there's a lot of that uh, that unfortunately gets... Kind of blurred out by people, um, in terms of trying to divide or supremacy reasons or whatever they think. Ultimately, we're all vastly unique in our, you know, own unique expression, you know, lineage-wise and also personality-wise and, privately-wise, you know, e- every way. I don't know.
1: Right. Hmm. Well, you know, different tribes um, have different abilities, and you know, it's just. You get like a bunch of like electrical components in the in the mail, and you you just choose what you want to build. You want to build a calculator? You want to build a computer? You know, Um, um, I do think that everybody has like divine potential, Um, and I think for those that actually have um, um, certain abilities, I think that life is uh, a bit more difficult. <laughs> uh, especially like, like people that are more um, like of the fay kind of archetype
0: or blood archetype. What what, what is the fay?
1: That's like the fairies and like leprechauns. Okay, like, all like those. um.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, what would I, what would I call those um uh, elementals? I think is what I call them. Like gnomes, fairies, right. pixies, right. yeah, kind of yeah. like folklore. Which I can say I do. I do believe in them. I I can say that I have actually had experiences in that. Um, mm. I mean, they were I was on mushrooms, but <laughs> uh, you know, when you start getting messed with these elves and pixies and I mean, gnomes, I mean, they I, I I have a whole ass interpretation on that. That's actually I I think pretty impressive. But I'm not gonna get too deep into it. That is a rabbit <laughs> hole.
1: Yeah, my, my guys are just like, yeah, don't go down that path right now. Because I have like a whole, like, I'm developing like a whole, um, uh, I, oh yeah, I, I remember like, I was deep diving on that stuff, and those bloodlines, and I was trying to like, convey all the research to you, uh, Spooko, and, and Dev, and you guys just kind of like, I don't get it, but we we'll look forward to hearing it.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was so much, there was so much there. I was yeah. like I I woke up for work and I looked at my phone and it was like you have like seventy-two messages from <laughs> like, shit. What the fuck? Well, because I I always thought this stuff was like allegorical
1: and then like upon my research I found some stuff that w- was very, very um anchored and real and um you know we'll talk about it in some other podcasts. I think we should have like a whole um podcast dedicated to it, but um uh um anyways, there's a reason that I believe in it. We'll get to that later, but I think that for now, people that are of um, that sort of ilk, um the elemental ilk, like life is gonna be like a little bit um, rougher on this plane, especially when um, I think the human experience is um, a sort of like spiritual school. and I think that that different beings can, I mean obviously come through this plane. Uh, I believe that the astral plane is very, very close to the Earth. Um, it's just a little bit more ex- expansive or whatever, and it's kind of like an in-between um, realm. Uh, so there's some people that their spirit is born in the Earth plane, and there's some people whose spirit is born in the astral plane, which is very, very expansive, but also very, very near. Um so if you come from that astral realm, um, and you're like limited in a human body, like it's not comfortable, it's, and you're of, often going to be considered to have like some sort of like learning disability or like addiction problem, um, chronic
0: pain problems as well is a really common one. Yeah, uh, or chronic yeah. illnesses in general. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I used to throw
1: up like so much as a kid, just just um, regularly, and also you know the relationship issues i don't know if i mentioned that um, <laughs> i don't know if i mentioned that yeah. before um. <laughs> <sighs> boy but um, um yeah it's it's uh, so um i actually look to my friends who are not elementals um and i kind of like look up to them in a lot of ways even though even though I would say that they're simple, but they're able to kind of like master this plane and just be. And I kind of have a hard have a hard time with that. Um and I think yeah. that's admirable. I look at I don't look at people, you know, there's like <clears throat> this uh, this notion where like everybody's kind of like trashing with like the nine to five thing in these spiritual communities and it's like everybody can be an entrepreneur and everybody can be a guru. And um I'm starting now to look at, like, a lot of blue-collar guys and just, like, tip my hat to them. Like, I walk by construction workers and just be like, yeah, this guy. Look at I look at farmers, like, yeah, this, this is the fucking guy right here. Like, people that, yeah. like, plumbers and stuff like that, fucking salt to the earth. Love you guys. Um,
0: my, my grandfather, a farmer, literally born on a farm, just, like, raised by a whole family of farms, farmed literally up until his body can't anymore. And now he's just, like, I've never seen him... Ever even make a nasty like face, just even at himself, like he's just the most just like wholesome, just simple guy ever, you know. You know, and at this point too, he's got like a little bit of dementia kind of coming in, and stuff. He just (laughs) kind of nods his head and he's like, "Okay, yeah, all right." You know, it just is. Even his confusion is just like I'll just you know agree with you and smile. (laughs) It's like. And he's just a farmer. That's it. Electrician right. too. You know? Yeah. Salt all to the earth. Like just how? And I'm over here like trying to like battle. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm trying to battle my own comprehension of what I'm trying to think about. And then like decipher it in a way that makes sense and sound totally batshit crazy to most people. Like, I, don't know. I feel like a lot of that stuff happens like trying to talk about like the transcendent stuff uh, and that whole kind of um line I feel like I kind of started going on a tangent there but no well
1: no I, I mean um, like lately I've been
0: um, I've been
1: really really biblical uh, it's not the only uh, sacred text that I like go to, but it's been the main one recently and it's kind of Interesting how, you know, in Genesis, like, we're punished, and then the way, I mean, basically, we were punished, and our punishment was like, we have to till the soil, and so it seems like a lot, like, a lot of complications come from us trying to get away from what our fate was here on this planet, which is like, we'd all be a lot happier, you know, being on farms I believe. Uh, the problem with that though is, um, <laughs> is like, I'm a complete night owl. I can't fucking work during the day and I, you can't farm at night, I don't think. You milk the cows. You can milk the cows at night.
0: <laughs> well, I know they do it like real early in the morning. I mean, nowadays they're not going out there with like rubbing the teeth. They got, you know, big vacuum machine things and industrial dairy farms, but. That's industrial farming, not actual agricultural, like, you know, grassroot agriculture. Yeah, yeah. It's not going um, out in the field with a scythe and chopping the wheat down, and, or, you know, like. Because <laughs> I actually, yeah. I, I do I do farm, you know, still to this day. You know, I run the same family farmer, ninth generation in. And, like, it's, I mean, we're, we're pretty, like, you know, like, we're not like mm. a 1,000-acre a farm. We got it like 200 acres, but you know, mm. that's is literally just I don't know. It's a lot different, but yes, I'm a lot happier when I'm out there, like, digging in the dirt and the sun, just the you're sweating, you're dirty, you're working your ass off. I feel great. Yeah. So much better than I do like in this artificial environment world matrix that we have created. You know, it's like I actually feel like with nature, like I feel like like doing like a human like trait, I don't know, It it is a very good experience.
1: Right, yeah, that's, um, um, which is great because it teaches you how to um, get equilibrium with your environment, which I guess is the spirit, I mean, which I guess is like the test of any elementalness. In this realm because everybody else i mean all other creatures aside from humans are tailor-made for their environment like like a fucking deer can be outside in like 100 degree weather or like negative 10 degree weather and it's like still kind of it's it's only humans that like don't have <laughs> that range yeah
0: i think i think a lot of it is humans just we don't know what our environment is anymore we just don't know what it is it's not trees it's not like you know We've, we've had, like, societal, like, structures that have slowly developed over time to where we're dependent upon our self-created environment now. And it's also, like, really causing, uh, you know, we haven't biologically evolved to adapt. It's mostly just, um, uh, what's the word, like, psychological adaptations that would prohibit us from being able to just survive as being, like, a natural person, like, I don't know how to start a fire without like a lighter, you know, or gasoline. I, I don't I just structure a hunt with a stick, you know, like to like literally like go and be like in a like like a ancient human, like be a. I mean, I'm 23. Humans in yeah. my age are like, literally like fighting wars with like battle axes, and I'm like. Oh, yeah, and you'd be dead know. in,
1: like, seven years, like, before, like, yeah, the late yeah, I mean, if I didn't get the see... plague,
0: the plague yeah. or a fever, you had a toothache and died, like,
1: yeah, so that, that, yeah, that kind of ties to my point, though, it's, like, this, um this is kind of what I've been Bible tripping uh lately, uh, because it's, like, we obviously are not, um, like, our our body types is, is is not cohesive with this planet and then even more so um the spiritual types that we intuitives are are definitely like not emotionally uh equipped to just kind of like rough it and and you know um just just exist here and so you know um yeah and this is the problem with with a lot of uh with a lot of uh uh Intuitive starseed people.
0: and Yeah, I, I think, too, you know, it's a possibility that, you know, as we started to see, like, over the years of a lot of these activations and then, like, uh, even, like, uh, in terms of, like, um, what's the word, like? Uh, kind of planned, like, because, like you said, you don't believe in, like, uh, actual physical aliens. I'm kind of the same way in terms of, I think, most of the ones that are, like, traveling star to star are are actual, like, interdimensional beings. They're, they're non-physical, like, angelic type, or just domains of consciousness. And I think maybe it is, uh you know, when they come here, they can choose to kind of incarnate aspects of their domain, or aspects of their consciousness and their collective in with humanity to kind of help grow this. And that's kind of what my conception of a star seed is. So I think, you know, as there you see more and more of those coming in, you see this uh technological advances and uh, all these like like major changes in the way uh human life is lived to kind of progress us towards, you know, you know, whatever really it is. But as we see our, our biological beings aren't a- adapting as fast as our spiritual, psychological kind of, context of that stuff so like you know we see a generation right now like my generation the highest depression anxiety all these things you know it's partially it's got to be because of uh, you know the technological advances have like literally put us into alone in a dark room with artificial lighting lighting us all the time with constant sitting and poor diets and all those things and a lot of that stuff is you know led us here by you know, the collective work of our uh, ancestral starseeds and just ancestor humans as well. And it's like, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why, um, that's why I, I kind of get like a little suspicious of people who are like these, you know, before election season and like the q and and stuff was like kind of going and like, it's like, oh yeah, the, the Galactic Federation like has our best interests. And in it. it's like, I'm like, you guys... Maybe your parents haven't got divorced yet, but you guys are just like like way too, way too. Yeah, I inside. mean,
0: I, and I'm not gonna lie. Like, I I got really deep into that Q and on hole. But I mean, I, let's let's be honest here. Political, um, political agendas extremely are really good at at manipulating us to basically make that everything we can think about. Because, like you know, I was interested in that stuff and you know, I think there was value in learning the QAnon stuff, but also I think there was so many crazy people that kind of, like, like pro, pro just, like, procured in the name of Q, and, like, just all this, like, just insane shit, and it just became this whole political mess, and it's like, honestly, to me, QAnon was just, like, well, first off, a lot of it was very, like, cryptic, so it was kind of, like, a puzzling, and, like, trying to, like, you know, decipher what kind of, what kind of message is being conveyed here, and, like stuff was just interesting it was neat it was neat you know um and then it's like then you've had people that are literally like okay jfk is actually kaylee mckinney's father and like i'm like oh my god what really yeah, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, come on okay well first off there's a direct queue post a queue queue itself posted jfk isn't alive like he said that because so many people are saying that. it's like what the fuck is happening no like and I, I just, even still, like, I'm like, oh. Well, you have, I think, uh, but then you have- And then people made Trump a false prophet as well, though. Like, rather than like taking the message of like empowering the people and empowering each other, everybody's like, Trump's going to come save us and giving him all the power. And it's like, you're, that's, you know, that's, that's obviously not, you don't, don't do that. Don't worship people like that. Like, I don't know. It yeah. was a whole thing.
1: At best, sorry, that's the uh, coffee machine, but at best, Trump just wasn't, like, he just wasn't getting in the way of other people doing their stuff, and all he really wanted mm-hmm. was just like, attention. So, I, it, mm-hmm. I think that people didn't understand the psychology of the situation, because, like, I'm going to be honest, um, I wasn't going to vote for Hillary, but, like, I definitely, <laughs> definitely was not going to vote for Donald Trump. I had an anxiety mm-hmm. attack the fucking day that guy was, like, elected. I'm like, oh, like what the <sighs> Fuck is going on. Um, well, because he campaigned under
0: the whole anti-establishment, like take down the corruption campaign. Down that, and that inspired a lot of people. Because there's a lot of corruption in politics. So when you hear somebody sure. who's like, "I'm not a politician, and I'm gonna go after the people that have been stealing your fucking money and have been basically just, you know, have been just take not taking not taking this office respectfully enough," that that inspired a lot of people, honestly. I'm not gonna lie; that inspired me. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm the smartest person or the most, you know, whatever. But you know, I fell for that. It, and I well, mean, it, to it, some it extent, there anything. was that. Stuff. I, don't, I don't think you. I don't think you fell for anything. I just think that
1: the situation changed, and it changed really, really quickly. I mean, um, uh, the, the problem is, is that we have um the CIA and the FBI and Mossad and all these other agencies and you know, underground mafia, like they've been they've been at this stuff but for, like, a very, very long time. And, um, God, I was going to say something earlier. Like, this is going to be really, really dark, and I have to apologize. Like, trigger warning, but it's like, a lot of you uh, – I don't know. I'm actually not going to say that. Okay.
0: I'll I just it say literally. it. Just say it. Hey, <laughs> say it, and then if you don't like it, I'll just edit it out, okay?
1: Okay. It sounds like a lot of you guys haven't been, like, molested because it's <laughs> –
0: uh-huh. <laughs>
1: um (laughs) it's awful but but it's like it's it's like uh and this goes for both like the left and the right it's it's kind of like um on the left it's like okay we're gonna get him we're gonna get him we're gonna get him and then on the right it's like there's all these like breadcrumbs it's like just wait like a little bit longer and you know we're gonna do this um, but you just have to be like really, really cool and I'm you know, it, it just seems mm-hmm. um it seems to me that the public is almost a little too innocent to be in the mind frame of understanding the type of people they're actually dealing with here. Um mm-hmm. Absolutely uh, agree with
0: that.
1: Yeah, so it's like unless you've experienced like some sort of horrible trauma and you've actually like gotten through that trauma and aren't like re traumatizing yourself. I think that it's hard to fathom the sort of evil that we're dealing with, you know.
0: Um, mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. A part of the, part of that, even too, like you know, that's one of the things I appreciate about Q was it because it kind of represented like a a. Uh, an effort to wake people up in terms of, like, corruption. Whether or not there was a lot of insane people and false information there, there was still – it's kind of giving people inspiring that, like, we don't have to stand for, you know, the people that are – you know, I'm not partisan. I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I'm not even going to consider myself a centrist. I think whatever I am just hasn't been invented yet. So I'm, like, just trying to, like – be you know like i'm not gonna invent it but like i just i don't like any of it you mean to
1: tell me that that you don't have your mind up made you you don't have your mind made up before you hear the issues (laughs) that's crazy man
0: yeah i mean (laughs) i i I feel (laughs) No, no but it's like yeah i mean i don't want to just like it's just a brand at this point and like i don't like either brand it's not nike or adidas it's like i want to just like make my own damn shoes you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. like, Right. And I think a lot of that stuff just has to deal with, like, we need to stop centralizing our government so hardcore. Like, it's so pushed towards, like, everybody's focused on the federal. Up until the pandemic, I'd say probably 98% of this country had no fucking idea who, what their governor's name even was. And even at that, try telling, you know, most people that don't know much, what does governor do? Ask them that. And oh, I don't fucking know. Like, who's our senators? Uh, who's who's right. our state senator? Not We don't know anything about our state's sovereign politics. I mean, that's mm. initially the reason to to keep a government being so centralized because it puts all the power in in a, everybody's dependent on that. We have state sovereignty to kind of like avoid that. So, like, I think that's a big problem, just in general with a lot of societies is we tend to gravitate towards centralizing everything. But I could just be yeah. talking to Dev too much. Yeah. No, it Doesn't I, go down would, the decentralization I would, hole. It's really interesting. I would, I would no, the
1: centralization is actually. Uh, and this is kind of why I've been like jerking off to the Bible recently. The <laughs> Bible conspiracy is a anti decentralization, especially the New Testament, but an anti decentralization um, uh, parable, I guess. Um, uh, and again, I don't take the Bible literally, but the. Antichrist comes into power via centralizing all the powers in the world. So um, this is something that I found out kind of like when I was like your age. I'm 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 only a decade older, but I'm not trying to pull rank. But I'm saying that to say that um, um, it actually helped me avoid a lot of ideologies that I might have been a part of had I not been privy to that um concept. Yeah, and, uh, so uh like, naive too. Yeah. Like we're gonna have our first black president, amazing. Like uh, uh my family has always like fought against white supremacy and stuff like that. Like like actively. Mm-hmm. Um but there's like this like a whole like New World Order thing that like, he's a part of like that I can't like even if he's successful, like the world is more centralized in power and that's just gonna embolden um, whoever else wants to take a, it, this is going to streamline it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, so I don't know,
0: but. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't, I can say this cause I haven't done that much research on it, but I'd say just from the perception I have is I'd say that the, uh, the people that are doing that kind of new world order type of stuff. Are vastly more affluent and powerful and and uh, effective on our daily lives than I would say like white supremacists are. I don't. I do think they exist. Obviously, I think there's white supremacists and that they impact people really negatively. I just don't think there's as many of them as, as we people might think. Because like I think a lot most of our cultures is, is uh, uh, smart enough and not bigoted enough to like look at. Uh, Look at and treat others in terms of that. I, I mean, if in nineteen thirty three Jesse Owens, if that didn't prove it to everybody, fucking standing there with the gold medal next to the two Nazis, like, if that didn't tell you white supremacy is a fucking sham, then like, then you're just an idiot at that point. And you have to own it. So like, well, I, you I, know, I live think that's them. them. Yeah,
1: we're living in a, we're living in a country where it's like they're using the plight of the ancestors of slaves who they haven't given restorative justice to. This is a tough conversation to have with, um, like, white people in general because, uh. um, like, I'll just keep it a buck. Um, I'm very, very radical. I have, like, a lot of interests that, that, like, on the Venn diagram of interests, like, intersect with, like, a, a lot of white people's interests. My um, inner core beliefs are, like, extremely uh, radical. Um, so um, <laughs> like, just, like, when, it, when it comes Guard. to race and stuff, at least you're honest. Radical. Yeah, I mean, I also don't like groups, so you guys aren't going to have to worry about like, um, you know, Adolf, Kyan you know, coming in and um, stealing. You go for like, more of a Napoleon
0: and... type of approach. Just rise the power twice on your own. Just... <laughs> uh, I'm more of like a Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: But... Like, I don't need power I don't need power in that way, in that way. Um, um... Just
0: accidentally <laughs> just become them. <laughs> sorry keep going.
1: Yo, okay uh, we're off on a tangent I love it I actually don't want to quit the tangent I'm going to tell you a funny story because um, like uh, I love conspiracies or whatever I like the most taboo conspiracy is always like it's like always like the jewish ones and to my jewish listeners like i love you guys so don't worry like i'm not like preaching you know anti-semitism anti- y- yeah uh, i'm not an anti semite i'm just a non semite that's, <laughs> that's that's kind of where i go mm-hmm. but um that's exactly like all-
0: what an anti semite would say okay i'm sorry i'm just kidding Come on
1: well i do um I do have. I'm to say that. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, uh, We're well, gonna need to
0: censor this book. I'm
1: just kidding. I know. Dude, this, this is gonna be the Patreon section of the show. <laughs> but but um, no, I, I remember. Uh, like, uh, okay, I can, I, I'm gonna talk about mental health, anti-Semitism, and uh, anti-Islamism. There's like a couple stories, but. The first time I had, uh, I recognized that I like had, like, a dissociative experience was, um, I think, in 2010. Now, I grew up in, around, like, Los Angeles, and I had, like, a lot of uh, Muslim friends, and they were very, very, like, Americanized, and so, um, you know, I think this was, like, kind of, like, a couple years after Bush had left office, and, like, a lot of White conservatives were very, very anti Islam at this point. Like, you know, fucking bomb the towel heads, or whatever. You know? Yeah. And I was kind of like, you guys are like a little too into this. You guys don't know yeah. these people. So,
0: technically, the so called towel heads are you know, like Sikhists, who are like the most peaceful people on earth. You know, like Sikhism <laughs> is really the like, I, uh, like, has to wear the, t- the um, turban. Um. Yeah. And then like. <laughs> But yeah, sorry. Just like, they, they call people names that don't even like apply even at all. I don't... That's
1: the well. That's why white supremacy is like so dangerous because it's a lot of fun to do that kind of stuff. It's like, What's your name, man? It's D? fun to troll people. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Anyways, I'm I'm like I'm like at this uh, train station. and there's this like Arab guy with like an American flag and was just kind of like waving it, and uh, I don't like uh, to talk to people in public. It's was kinda of like to have my headphones and smoke a cigarette and, you know, just leave me alone. But he kept on like wanting me to come over to his booth and um it was twenty minutes of the live stream uh came, so I talked to the guy and he starts fucking proselytizing to me and he had this like thick, um like a Latin accent and uh and like a um and he's like American women that too loose, and I go, oh, 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 what? <laughs> and he goes, he's like, you know, when uh, Mother Mary was in the Bible, she wore a hijab, and I'm and, and like I was just like, I couldn't. it was. And he also had like the fucking like mustache too. And I asked him like how old he was. He's like I'm nineteen, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like, what do you do? He's like, I work for my father. I have like three kids, and, you know, I think he was like married to his cousin. I'm not exaggerating at all, and I was just kind of like. This is such a fucking racial stereotype. I cannot believe this is real. And my mind started to kind of get like all cloudy. I was like, I gotta, I gotta go. Um, uh, so non relation story. I was, um, uh, I had this stint in my life where I was working security, and um, there's a lot of uh, uh conspiracies about Jews in the music industry and like the mafia and stuff like that. And there's this rumor that um. The uh, Jewish manager of um, NWA had, like, Eazy-E killed by um, injecting him with, like, an AIDS needle or somebody doing that. It's If you're into, like, hip-hop and, like, old-school hip-hop, it's, like, a very, very well-known thing. The movie about, like, straight out of Compton, like, addresses the relationship with the manager. Whatever. Anyway, I'm doing... um, At this particular time, I was, like, really, really into this uh, stuff. Mind you, my best friends are, like like Jews <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so um, I'm doing security at this uh but I got offered to do um security and make like a lot of money for Rosh Hashanah um and they're like but you have to like wear a suit and I was like okay I have a suit and I hadn't worn the suit in a long time um and I didn't have like a tie so I had like just like a bow tie and I was like okay I'll just wear this and I'm like Outside, like guarding this temple with you know a couple other people, and I have this bow tie. And it looks like I'm like a member of the Nation of Islam because I forgot that I was black, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I <forgot this. laughs>
0: so, I, I'm the you promise. there, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, anyways, it's like this guy comes up to me, and um. I can tell he was, like, looking at me kind of funny, I'm like, what the fuck is this nigga doing here? With- oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Like, what is this dude doing here <laughs> with his bow tie? And he starts kind of, like, trolling me a little bit. And um, uh, he pulled up, like, in, like, this beautiful Maserati, you know, with his uh, um, probably second wife because she looked, like, 40 years younger and, like, their grandkids, maybe kids, I don't know. And... Um, he starts uh, talking to me, and he goes like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I go like, "Well, you know, I work on AV. I was working on AV at the time, and you know, I also like make music." And he's like, "Oh, you're looking to get in the music industry?" and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, you know, uh, I'm brushing up my skills. Like, I'd love to be in, in, in the music industry." And he goes like, he goes in his pocket and he pulls out. Uh, I go ask him, "Okay, yeah, what do, uh, what do you do? You look like you've done quite well for yourself." And he goes, "Oh, funny that you ask." Um, um, he's like, I work, I make, um, unbreakable latex gloves. And I go, you make unbreakable latex gloves and you got a Maserati you seem to be doing pretty well for yourself. And I'm not even trolling at this time. Cause I'm just, you know, uh, that
0: that is impressive that you're selling break, unbreakable latex gloves and you're driving a Maserati. That's <laughs> it's impressive. You're in sales. He's like, yeah, it's like, you, if you ever need some protection when you're in the music
1: industry, uh, here's my car and, and, um, <laughs> he, gives oh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> he gives me his car and it's like really like expensive looking and he goes like, he's like, <laughs> cause you know, that it's a very, very rough industry if you ever need some protection, you know, because you never know when you go to a gas station and, uh, you just go to, you know, fill up your own gas and get like a little, uh, pen prick and then you get, uh, and then you, you go to the doctor a few weeks later with a cold and you get AIDS and i was like all right that's interesting thanks man <laughs> that's a very specific direction to go so um, i'm talking to my actual jewish friend uh and i told her story it's like and i'm kind of like uh like a later, like oh man i think i might have found like a mentor or a manager and she goes like you're a fucking idiot and i go i go what he goes unbreakable latex gloves and i go yeah and she goes like yeah, like like an iron fist, dude. That guy's part of the mafia. I <laughs> <They> go, oh, <laughs> protection, <laughs> protection oh, in the okay. music industry because you never know when you need. Uh, I forgot to mention this, like you never know when you're going to need to put on rubber latex gloves because sometimes you go to a gas station <laughs> and you think you're filling up your glass, your gas, and you just get like a little pin prick.
0: I'm just kind of like a, a minor threat right there. Yeah, because I was wearing the fucking bow tie, you know? Mafia people don't fuck around, honestly. They don't. I don't know yeah. what's going on there, but, I mean, oh, they yeah. everybody's so focused on, like, inner-city gangs and stuff. What the fuck's the mafia up to, dude? They're, like, organized crime families, like, cross-networking. I mean, who, the cabal is, like, a bloodline of, like, you know, Satan worshipping or whatever, like, Mafia that rules the fucking planet. are yeah, I mean, yeah. fucking nuts. What do we even shit about inner city gangs? Like, I mean, yeah, that's a problem. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, there's a cabal of Satanists running the world. How will we? I'm sorry to go on that tangent. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> <it's> insane. <laughs> no, keep it, keep it coming, because
1: this is this is what I've learned over the um. Over the whole like, um, election with Trump, uh, uh and then the subsequent like him losing the, the second one. Uh, before I go into this little show, I just want to shout out to Flor Brun, Kiki Green. Um, uh, uh, all wisdom comes from women, and, and men have the wills to enact the true divine feminine wisdom. So I just wanted to shout out a couple people that you know. I'll turn my brain on. But anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah no, what I learned over the past um, two election cycles, which is there's a lot more people who are uh, involved in this stuff than we want to know, that, I mean, that, that we know, and mm-hmm. um, that don't want to say anything. That's, that's number one. And then number two, there are so many people that have a lot of trauma that they haven't gotten over to where they cannot figure out how to navigate around this um so like when you talk and this 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 kind of comes from a rant from kiki green but like when you are talking to people who are like staunch democrats or whatever or people women that are like completely like in the me too thing or whatever and You say, okay, well, what about Joe Biden? What about his ties with China? Like, you just kind of want to hear the angle on it. Like, so if somebody says, like, I know Biden is involved with China, but he's actually involved with this family, and they tend to be anti the PLA. So just because he was in China doesn't mean that, like, he's for the particular regime. Like, it never gets to that. They just go, like, it didn't happen. Um, What about him sniffing all those kids on stage? What kids? Here, let me show you. Oh, he was just having, like,
0: Oh, no, stop. Not. They're just making a video that makes it look like that. It's like, no, actually, I mean, he's actually had a, quite the track record of doing some really creepy ass shit like that. Like, that's not new.
1: His son is dating his dead brother's, like, widow. Oh, like, uh, yeah. And is a crackhead. Yeah. His, doesn't.
0: That... How, do you know his current wife was the babysitter for his kids Um, when his wife and daughter, or wife and, uh, was it his daughter or son, uh, died in that car accident? Like, his current mm-hmm. wife he was, used to be the babysitter
1: yeah uh Joe biden,
0: you... I, I, I mean that was like really bizarre to me it's like i don't know and he had uh he, he had not. like a strange and yeah, this isn't even like really about um about biden
1: like the guy policies the guy is, or like, anything yeah the guys so again we have like another democratic president from the obama era run obama ran with no plan uh no you know no, nobody knew what he was what he was like about it was a slogan well, I mean, well, the only thing that he did when run he
0: went, on he didn't do like the uh part of you know like ending the wars and stuff like he did quite the opposite i think that's what turned most people off to that it. yeah um,
1: it's yeah nobody and nobody talks about that nobody talks about how white america gave the guy a chance and he's still kind of fucked. <laughs> There's a Cat Williams uh, skit. Uh, he didn't fuck where, up
0: because he's black. He fucked up because he sent drones and uh, drone strikes. After drone strikes killing innocent civilians in another country. And that's that's wrong. I mean, like, I don't give a sh- shit. It could have been anybody. It could have been, if Trump did that, I would have not, not backed him. Like, you know? like Yeah.
1: Um, uh, but back to like the, to like the mafia thing, it's like the, what I saw in the last election, um, um, is that there are way more people that know shit that maybe not know where the underground bunkers are, where they're keeping kids, but knew when to turn a blind eye. There, there are so many, uh, women who are boomers that come from families that were involved in crime and stuff like that and a, a lot of millennials from like they don't really we don't like really know shit like we don't like really say things um they don't really say what's going on um and we're, we're obviously for the most part like not tied into financials my guys just kind of gave me like the keep going so we're not like really tied into the whole. Um, I don't want to say that there's not millennials with money, but we're not tied into the fabric of what is actually like generating wealth in this country. It's still pretty much a boomer and gener- Gen Xer and greater generation kind of thing. So um, there's there are a lot more people uh, that are involved in this stuff than than uh, we know. And I think,
0: mm-hmm. And a lot of people think, just don't even know who they are. Like they're just not any. They're not in public eye. They're, you we know. are fucking
1: neighbors. Like like okay, so I'm black. So if I see some, if I see somebody who's black who's a gang member, I can kind of basically. It's pretty easy for me to do that equation. Like okay, like dad's in jail. Blah blah blah. I can, it's like an easy thing to, for me to picture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this is an area where I think Trump failed. Uh, this is probably racism, but, um these fucking immigrants that come to this country, um, these fucking Indians, uh, Asians, and it's not like I don't like you people because whatever, but I I just... My people were brought here in slave ships. There's a theory that we were already here, but we were enslaved. We know how the Native Americans and the Blacks got here. We know how the English and the Dutch got here, but for these Asians, uh, Hispanics, Indians, Russians... Croatian. It's like, what the fuck did your family yeah. do to get over here? Uh, I'm, I'm really, really wondering, uh, what did you guys do to come here? Um, because it's extremely hard to immigrate to this country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's, so, what is like? That's just kind of like because as a black person, it's like I don't, I don't fucking know. All my roots are traced basically to here, so. Um, when I look at people, I know, like a lot of
0: people come over on like education visas, like so like they come here for school and stuff, and then like I think they 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 get married, you know, like they they meet somebody in the school, have a kid, and get married, and that that makes them a citizen. I use like, a green card. I'm pretty sure. Like I don't know if that's for sure. If that's how a lot, but a lot of uh, you know, like especially a lot of um, like uh, Asian, a lot of Asian immigrants come over for uh, education visas, like you know. Looking at our school system, it is primarily dominated by Asian Americans. Uh, okay, they're the my, highest. Uh, okay. okay. Why is
1: our school system not educating? Blacks basically at the bottom. So I'm not even into, like a whole racial thing. But yeah, yeah, if You look yeah, at our I education. Mean, no. if we look at our education system. It's like, um, our precious white children aren't even doing well. Why are we prioritizing Asians over, over? I'm saying yeah, there's I mean, something Economically, Asian
0: Americans um, dominate the American, um, you know, uh, the uh, Asian Americans are the highest, um, highest uh, income. It's not white people. White people are like, you know, somewhere in the middle. Uh, it's like Indian Americans, uh, Japanese, Chinese, and Korean. They're all up at the top. And then it's then goes down from there but it's like yeah our whole education system well first off our whole education system is biased against asian people uh they for like the sat and stuff they curve the test if you're asian american they curve the test Mm -hmm. to basically mean you have to be even smarter to actually get like like for a college application you have to have like even higher test score than everybody else if you're asian american uh if you're white it's like somewhere in the middle and then if you're black it's the test is curved in the opposite direction so it's like because they're trying to like incentivize um diversity and stuff like that and it's like why is our, our system is prejudiced against asian people but yet it's benefiting asian people vastly more than it is uh you know like anybody else right like even even white people white people just i don't think are just like that talented enough to be like super efficient you know, in the own, in the system that they created, even, like. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the are like pretty mediocre in general.
1: Threw them under, under the bus, but, um, but, you know, we're kind of getting, to, like, the whole, like, globalism talk and, and stuff like that, but.
0: Yeah. Um, and...
1: But, but my thing is, like, like, so. I don't know about you, but like I, I know people who are. Um, I'm not going to give any names because you know, I, I don't want people out there. Like, I, I don't want to hurt the ones that I love.
0: You know. Yeah, you're fine. Um, yeah, you don't got to use names.
1: <laughs> but um, I, I've talked to people that were superintendents of uh, really really big school districts in really really big cities. Um, <laughs> I've talked to uh, senators, uh, congresspeople. I'll we'll say the same exact thing to them that I said to you, and um, I either get a quiet nod and a change of subject, or just like I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, nobody talks about it, which is strange because um, uh, there's obviously there's obviously some sort of like strange uh, plan and in, in there's some sort of strange plan in place. A lot more people know what's going on; they're willing to let on. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and with the organized crime aspect, it's it's kind of like, um, you only really see movies when it comes to organized crimes that you only really hear about the Italian ones and mm. nobody else, which is also... The Irish
0: Mafia for Cleveland, that was it, like, To Kill an Irishman. Um, mm. Well, two, you know, take taking into account two, you know, what do you consider to be crimes? Are they talking about crimes, like a crime family or organized crime? in terms of what is you know societally illegal or is it people that are, are kind of working outside of societal bounds like you know uh inter uh, uh what's the word, intercontinental uh type of researchers they are actually given specific privileges that they operate under different laws um, so maybe they're doing things that aren't to them technically considered crime but they're crimes against humanity that they're just doing what they would say what what their own laws that they created say is is okay and it's like we just aren't ever informed they put so much shit in every bill that they pass but only like you know the title is basically just what like the thing that everybody talks about and then there's like 5,000 other pages with 200 other things in there and all these different uh like uh tax uh diversions and and money works and legal, legal jargon that nobody's going to sit there and fucking read. And if they do, any commenter is not really going to understand exactly what's being said, really care. um, We don't have the time or the energy or really anything to sit there and be like, okay, so it looks like, you know, we just funneled, you know, $300 billion of our tax money into CA like budget projects that are unacknowledged and so we actually don't really even know where the money's even actually going. Where is this missing three hundred billion dollars in our our public funds and you know, why do we have people that don't have water or homes or can eat or survive sufficiently? Yet there's three hundred billion dollars just going into something that we're not even allowed to know what is going into? you know like things like that they're sketchy um but there's way more darker things than just that
1: yeah Absolutely. there's
0: definitely something going on <laughs> you know well this
1: kind of gets this kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier because it's like um now i'm like a really i'm a really sensitive guy you know um <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Before Gump still went to the, went to war. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, honestly, uh, same saved it, people though. Yeah,
1: but like, so how is a generation of softies like us supposed? Because we can't like look to our leadership. Um, how are we supposed to contend with
0: this problem? Do we just? I have the answer for you right now. Ready for it? What's that? it's called information warfare essentially the more people are informed as to what's actually going on the harder it is for those people to actually get away with those things that's one of the biggest things is information warfare and it's not even warfare people call it mememic warfare or digital warriors is another term which gets perverted and skewed in the public eye and, and seen in a different perspective but it really it's it's an effort of helping inform people or encourage people to develop and, and strengthen their critical thinking skills and, and you know, somehow being able to find enough time and energy to give a shit and to actually do your own research. But one of the biggest uh, solutions that people can do about it is just working on inform information, gathering information, researching and, and mm. spreading that because... Most of the time, organized crime only happens and they get away with it because we don't know what's happening. Um,
1: But <clears throat> I'm going to ask a hypothetical for you. Yes. Um, oops. Okay, sorry. I'm going to ask a hypothetical. Um, let's say... <laughs> oh, This is a nervous, nervous laugh, but let's say that you're um, finding out that a neighbor of yours is like, filming, like, child porn or something like that, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, uh Maybe you call the police, and then you find that the police say, like, we didn't find anything. They ran on it, too. Um, now the ball's completely in your court. Uh, how would you...
0: deal with that situation? Um... Uh, well, I would start trying to inform people, start saying, um, okay, well, you know, this is something that in fact is going on. Start telling people to cover up and yeah, you're going to get made fun of, but at least nowadays the ball is rolling enough that people are actually going to like step in and try and help. You'll get lawyers, you'll get people that are going to go to prosecutors and go to judges and find, you know, you know, people that will make that stuff happen. And if not, then you know what? Like, I mean, I'm not going to go over there and like beat the shit out of the guy and murder him with a hammer, but like you know fuck you if you're gonna do that if you're gonna fucking you know sorry just that stuff is very it's very sick um yeah yeah you, because like most it's, it's people a like difficult. it's brains. a very difficult topic to think about because most people just don't want to think about it but that stuff happens and no, that's, it's what I, that's what i'm saying i saying. most people think... find out about that stuff
1: yeah, and that's why QAnon was, like, so crazy, because, like, you, you felt, I, I could feel your mind, like, starting to get clouded, and your, like, stomach kind of, like, oh, because <laughs> like, you're thinking of it, most people can't be neutral in that kind of, um, uh, when faced with that kind of stuff, most, most people's heads cannot fathom that sort of evil, when you realize, that like, there's not, like, okay, yeah, CPS isn't, like, really gonna help, or, um, it becomes extremely. Uh, it becomes extremely um, difficult to c- come up with a plan. On, but eventually it's like the system is either going to take over or we're going to have to find a way to do something about it. And I hate to say it, but maybe we're losing because, like, you can't really talk about it on the internet as much anymore. Well, that's what unless... they want
0: you to. They want to make you think that by controlling the amount of information that as much as they can, basically, as long as people aren't aware of it, they're susceptible to the programming. Programming's influence is pretty much saying ah, they're just crazy, baseless, saying it's a slander campaign, Russian disinformation, there's no... You know, we've done all the... We've done all the investigation. You know, it's been three days since this happened, we've done all the investigation and... um it is baseless, absolutely baseless. I Meanwhile the Department of Defense is like, okay, fuck me then. You know, but they're fucking they're they got people in on it too. You know, a lot of people were going after Trump for a cleaning house with the FBI and stuff and like with the Mueller stuff, but a lot of that stuff was him and and other assets that are in on that that effort to you know, drain the swamp, so to speak, is trying to remove people from our, our justice system and from our, our federal investigation bureaus and CIA and things like that that are trying you know basically they're they're bad actors they're people that are that are there to hinder the system and hinder those things from being prosecuted and found up things like Jeffrey mm-hmm. Epstein and all that stuff. you think that they didn't have people on the inside that were covering that stuff up absolutely fucking obviously I mean obviously um so you know people are saying oh you know trump's bad he's trying to you know make the legal system to protect him against his um you know white supremacy but it's like i'm i think he's taking people out that are and putting people in that are going to actually do something but if you tie up the entire justice system through a three-year-long investigation into russian collusion and literally come up with no evidence all the millions of dollars of tax money in our entire Supreme Court and justice system and media attention. You don't get to see anything else or hear anything else. So people don't hear about it, they just get the programming. But there are people still doing research along the side on the backtracking and doing actual hardcore research and seeing, oh, this picture kind of seems like, you know, yeah, Trump wasn't perfect at it. And, you know, I'm sure he probably could be a little bit racist. Like, you know, I guess I just like, my focus hasn't been on that as much. It's been on trying to follow the, <laughs> the trail of like, you know, who's corruption and stuff. And like, when you look at it from that perspective and you watch how the media talks to him, it's like, they just keep bringing up the same things and the same things. And it's like, he's literally sitting here saying like, like straight up, like China created this virus and you know, they need to pay for it. And the media is like, so how, um, you know, how horrible are you? And it's like, that's your question, though? Like, he is still the fucking president, and the president of the United States is saying something like that, and you're not even going to give it actual attention? It's like, these media personnel aren't elected officials, and Trump was elected whether people like it or not. And if our media is going to claim to have, like, a superiority in, in the conveying of information in the country, then they're hindering our country's ability to actually process itself. You know, like that's that, that that's at what point is is you know I, I'm not uh, anti free media like I think we have the freedom of press but, but at what point are we gonna hold the press accountable for for actively lever- leveraging the the distribution of information into our country to you know basically portray treason to, to hinder the ability of our country to actually um, function properly stuff like that is it's very concerning to me you know Mm. i know i'm 23 i'm not you know a respected grown-ass full adult yet but like shit i'm gonna be i'm moving into this world i'd rather not be one that's gonna be like (laughs) or ran by fucking pedophiles or, or just by people that that are just gonna use me and and every, you know, everybody else in our society is uh just slaves and just panders to us and never actually give us any bit of freedom and power in this country i think that i'd like to fight for that you know yeah well i think
1: most people when they're your age childless i'm childless um which is kind of why I still like have these conversations. But it's like I think when most people um, have kids, it's kind of like this instinct comes in, it's like, I just want to keep my family safe. Like, like I'm not gonna focus on that. I'm gonna I need to focus on keeping my family safe. I actually think that's the correct instinct to have. And that's kind of why I'm like a little pessimistic about, like I'm not gonna be honest with you. I've lived something. I'm, no, exactly, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a bit of a retard, <laughs> no. mm-hmm. but I've lived a pretty charm life, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm gonna be Swiss, like, I'm gonna be okay, yeah, like, I'm not here, out here looking for a fight, uh, you know, I, I, I just, um, the biggest problem that I have is just, like, like, if I look at something and I just describe it and somebody says, like, hey, that what you saw and described isn't real and I know it is like it kind of makes me like a little like like a little feisty but um, um I know that um, 20 miles away from me I know that there's like child prostitutes out in the street on Oakland in, I mean in Oakland and people are picking them up and I still sleep like a baby at night because uh, I don't even fantasize about like, like what am I gonna do baby I'm gonna take you away from all this with my pandemic money, you can stay in my house. Like, no, that's not happening. Um, you know. I mean, you...
0: People making an active effort that they want that to be the case. They want, you know, us to either feel powerless or just feel like, you know, why, what's, what's the point? Like, you know, why, what, why even, you know, like I'm suffering or whatever it is. I don't know. I, but I get what you're saying. Like, yeah
1: you know you know this is kind of like a little bit of mental masturbation but i I was just kind of i was kind of like wondering like what would because what i think is um like anybody that's like above the age of 14 that has gone through this fucking like there you gotta like we gotta choose our battles and we gotta target like the next youngest generation i'm not against like trans people but uh uh, I have, like, a lot of empathy for that community, and uh, I don't feel like the guys saying, like, well, I'm not racist because I have a black friend, but, um, so I'm not going to say that, like, I'm an ally to the trans community the way that they want me to be, but I will, I do treat, it's like, it's like a case-by-case basis, and I'm not going to judge you solely based off of that one thing that, that, that wow. goes with anybody. But that being said, I don't want to set you up for failure and to think that, like, I'm not... I mean, think that I'm, like, welcoming of everything. No, uh,
0: no, I... But, I yeah.
1: Uh, but you can see how the homosexual... Well, you're 23, so I don't know. But I remember, <laughs> um, I remember like, fucking seeing Ellen come out on television and the people being like, oh, my fucking God. And I didn't understand why it was such a big deal. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. when Obama was against gay marriage. And then... And then, like now, gay marriage is like legal, and now it's like, and then now it's this. People are like, I can choose to, to decide, you know, what my gender is. And I'm kind of like, wait a minute, what? Um, what? Uh, I that wasn't even and, part of fucking. Yeah, along now.
0: with the part, well, the, the part that there's actually technically a uh, an undef an undefinable amount of genders that that um that you know you can't be prejudiced towards is like kind of the argument it's mostly just a lot of people like aren't capable of understanding that they're not exposed to it they're not educated about it nor do they really have see that as a genuine concern they see other concerns that, that are areas that are affecting their life and they hear people talking about that stuff and they're like what the fuck are you talking about really that's like you know there's what you know whatever this you know where's my social security stuff like that and a lot of people yeah. argue against it, not like intentionally trying to like be like, nah, you don't matter. But they're like, okay, I like I don't have time for this. You know, and that's not my point of view. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'd say a majority of people that don't really care, they don't get. It's not that they hate trans people; it's that they just they don't give a fuck. They're they're, yeah, they're they are they they do not have to like, deal with it. Yeah, you
1: mm-hmm. know, they're
0: trying to they're trying to do their own thing. That's whatever. Like you know.
1: I get, um, but but my thing is, is, um, in regards to this, this fight of, like, fighting corruption or whatever, it's like, I don't know, like, you're not gonna change, you're not gonna change somebody over 14's mind, in my opinion. Like, maybe, like, through an act of God, or, you know, you can get, like, a small percentage of them, but it's like, we gotta do what they did, which is, we have to target, like, the next generations if, like, we really want to win this war, uh, which...
0: Mean because for targeting like, children with information warfare because <laughs> that's what the, like
1: I, I,
0: mm, no I get what you're saying we have the, to do the that.
1: problem yeah the problem yeah because the problem is, is like I don't want to uh, let me see like this is like really really weird because I, I like uh, I'm more so on like the Christian side of things now but a lot of my um, earlier readings, uh about crowley kind of prepped me for dealing with this mindset but he said in his in his in his uh, readings you know during the end times like a lot of a lot of this war um a lot of the spiritual wars are going to be fought over the idea of sexuality and children you know um Mm -hmm. um, uh, and and, you know he's like an evil guy you know like for sure yeah i'm not too Um, familiar
0: with who he is so You
1: know, some of it might be made up because he was, like, a British spy or something like that. But he was not, like, the best guy or role model. I don't understand, like, um, why people... People
0: people won't even listen to Alan Watts because they said he's a womanizer. It's like, I mean, (laughs) you know, the guy helped me, you know, transcend the idea of being a human. So it's like... Like, I mean, I get it, you know, they didn't like the way he treated women, but there's valuable information here still. Yeah, you
1: know? which is, which, that's, 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 that's unfortunate, because his, his talks, like, wake up, like, a lot of people, but I think,
0: yeah, I mean, he was, and man. I don't think it was really, like, that bad, I think he was more an alcoholic, was one of his problems, he drank a lot, because, oh, you know, yeah. he, whatever, but sorry, I, I it's par you for the course saying.
1: of that generation, I guess, <laughs> um, but, but my thing is like the the if we got to talk about strategies and, and realities. Now, uh, um, granted, my own personal agenda. I mean, it's great doing this podcast, and you know, if my ideas sound like make sense, I would like to for people to let me know. Um, mm-hmm. But my own agenda yeah, in life is is pretty much um, like um, I love music. And cigarettes, and every once in a while, I like that have like, like sex in a nice, comfy bed. Um, and I feel like I do like a lot of readings <laughs> for people to help them like understand who they are and where they're coming from. And I feel like that's like my good deeds that I could do. Uh-huh. Um I guess like coming from a Christian background, it makes me look a little bit fatalist. So I think the world's going a certain way anyway. You know, it's uh-huh. part of the plan, but. There's a lot of people that don't believe that. So if you guys well, know uh
0: you're not because I, I did um, I was also raised a Roman Catholic. Um oh. I'm not Catholic right now, but I do very deeply understand Christian values. Um, yeah. not to say I disagree with everything either. I just you know, my beliefs have shifted to the point where I don't think we really have a defined religion around it. I coined the name oh, yeah. actually, um uh, freelance shamanism. <laughs> that's awesome. but, but that's just what works for me. Um, for yeah, but no, no. Um, because I think that one of the big things is so many people rely so heavily on prophecies, and to the point where they 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 kind of create the prophecy to come true. And and I think that that's one of the biggest things that I have a problem with is I don't think that the future is certain. I don't think that is. Mm. Uh, you know, if somebody were to send information back from the future saying you know, like, you know, this is what's going to happen. I think that's going to make it not happen. And fifth dimensionally, that's, you know, the future is just an infinite field of possibility. And that means that everything is going to happen in the future. It just depends on what direction our experience goes. So when people say, yeah. you know, yeah, the world is going in a direction. Yeah. And you can look at patterns of history and watch, you know, in cultural context, the way history describes patterns, uh, the way history describes you know, um, the way things happen sound a lot different. Obviously, during the Bible, they spoke a lot differently. They spoke very differently. So it's a lot hard to translate what the Bible is saying in today's cultural context to what it meant in that cultural context. In today's cultural context, there's uh, there's probably something pretty fucking biblical happening because um, I mean, humans are kind of starting to transcend uh, the, the notions of identity i mean that alone should tell people like wait what's going on you know uh are are the the universe is is you know making you know is birthing people in the wrong gendered body and like people are being is the universe fucking up is the um the the simulation you know malfunctioning all those things uh, I think the universe is a simulation, but I think it's a natural simulation, not artificial. Um, right. But uh, I, you know, we could go deeper on that, whatever. But um, you know, yeah, but I think if, there's something you know, pretty. Even in the text, about that, though, it
1: says that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. What? So
1: that's probably kind of like uh, I don't know, like um. With this information, it's like okay, so like, so are we supposed to like bust up the the pedophile ranks? Are we supposed to like um, the one issue that I have is is that no matter what your political beliefs are, everybody's trying to say something about like get involved, like save the environment, save the children, uh, fight white supremacy, and it's like I really just want to have like a community full of like mystically based uh, chill people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: to live i don't even want to say like in harmony cuz that's not realistic but just uh live adequately and be able to like mind my business now
0: i think you know what we define as harmony says a lot you know harmony in right. music is two different notes that are both operating in a way that you know are are pleasant and complementing to one another they're still separate you know what i mean i think there's a there's some bit of a harmony that is capable but you know i'm not talking about utopian edenist type of harmony this like glorified etheric realm of just perfect harmony and harmonic resonance like no we are going to have conflict because that's how we grow and evolve you know we meet yeah. challenges you adapt to the challenges and grow that's just what happens that's the nature of humans you know what are you going to do right uh, for those who are like like,
1: about it about it though who like who are still like we gotta like i uh implore you i am all ears i want to hear some plans and strategies on how to uh, tackle uh, this system how to you know strike the forehead of goliath with the stone i I, want to I have some ideas that I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to share it, um, but it's you know I just
0: it's not my a lot of it has to do with intention. decentralization and uh, educational reform, prison reform, uh, and the word reform scares a lot of people because they think oh reform that means like socialized. No, I think we need to get away from these old paradigm ideas of cultural, um cultural ruling. I think we can collectively come up and and. Decipher in an entirely new, um, an entirely new way of uh, living a society that isn't based on, you know, communism or socialism or capitalism or, you know, conservatives or liberals. It no, it's. You know, I think a lot of that has to do with decentralization and what blockchain technology does. Don't ask me what exactly that's all about. That's a dev specialty, but he really got me hyped mm. up about it. <laughs> I think a lot of that stuff has these are technologies that have actual uses that are in others, other that can be used in places other than just the financial sector. Decentralization is happening all over, and blockchain technology can can be kind of uh, adapted and a concept that can be applied to pretty much you know the way we structure anything. So, I think I there is a lot of that. You know. Yeah, absolutely. We were going to have a jace who's like a uh a friend of ours in arizona who he kind of is super into the cryptocurrency world and and you know he was kind of a q nut for a while so like uh you know we were gonna kind of talk to him about that but he had to you know he had a thing come up and we couldn't do the podcast this weekend so um uh, we're gonna be talking about that soon though mm-hmm.
1: yeah i will you know hopefully um Hopefully this year is like a lot more chill than last year and things, I don't want to say go back to normal, but they don't like ramp up in the same way. It seems like a lot of people have um, calmed down. Um, and so if the world doesn't like go completely apeshit, I think we're, I think we're calm, they calm down. Cause
0: them. the media is not sitting there being like, Joe Biden's going to kill you. Joe Biden's going to kill you. He's you know, destroying the country. You know, they're just, yeah. okay. That's, it's happened now. And like you know, the media influences people that don't pay attention. That's kind of how they feel people that want to have pay attention look to media, and they find the the trend lines and all that stuff. And it's such a structured narrative. And right. I yeah. don't know. You can like yeah. We can go, always go deeper into that too, but um yeah, <laughs> I, I agree though. It does feel like things have calmed down. But I don't think they actually have. I think there's a lot of still a lot of really creepy shit that's happening. And I keep seeing little bits of things start surfacing, and then like I don't know, like Is what's going on noise? with Cuomo in New York. Like you know they, like, they started talking all well, they all they all started talking about um you know the the COVID um the the basically the corruption that they have in New York. I was personally there to witness it. I can tell you. All the New York people, the whole medical field and everybody, the EMS field, police department, fucking hated that guy's guts for what he was doing. He was doing horrible shit about that. And he was handling it very improperly, politicizing it, and using it as a, a, a campaign. Basically holding New York citizens as hostage as a way to make Donald Trump look bad. And he was doing it very openly. It was making it politically, you know, based. And a lot of people were killed because of that i was i was literally there in the worst of it seeing they had mass graves i mean it was bad um fuck dude and
1: that's that's so crazy because Um, they literally um,
0: mass graves of unknown like just unclaimed bodies because the the morgues and then the external morgues that they had set up were so full if you didn't claim your body in two days you put it in a box with a barcode and buried it in a mass grave Dude, that's insane. And everybody started talking about that, and not two days later, it's now all about his uh, sexual misconduct, and all these women are coming out against him. That's all they can focus on. But it's like, I really want to know about the other thing. You want to know why? Because that man committed treason for his own personal political gains. I don't give a shit whether he's Republican or Democrat or what he has done in the past. That is fucking evil. I would say that for anybody that did that. Five states did that, by Mm. the way. Um... And yeah. it's just
1: <laughs> what which parties uh, yeah, were that? They, was... were they were they Republican states or
0: they, they I mean to be honest, they were all actually Democrat states. Um and they're all the places that the people weren't hiding. Everybody left California because of that. Like shit, the exodus of like People from California is crazy. The homeless population skyrocketed. Their economy tanked, and then the government just passed a 1.9 billion trillion dollar bill that basically bails out all their you know political smear campaigns that they used on their citizens, like just to you know like for election influence. You know, I'm. I find it kind of
1: strange. I find it kind of strange because I um, uh, like I'm looking at American women. And in um, complete utter disgust, because <laughs> like all of them? No, not all of them. But just um, I guess Most if I course. say if I say if if I guess just like the the mental and visual like archetype, you know,
0: but the you know, mm-hmm. um, it's like the the like, divine feminine type of thing, or yeah because i mean
1: not in our community i i guess like our community is pretty based and it's like you know save the children and you know like not, i'm not talking yeah, about the cute tar women okay. you know like yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: but just but e- but even them too to a dis- to uh, a degree in the sense that like i don't think that a woman woman's place is in the kitchen uh i do think that if they have like a supporting and loving family you know free of abuse like they would be happier there but i don't think that that's her role so by all means baby girl like go out there make your money like 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 do it you know um but uh, if you're a woman and you so the conspiracy theory with the uh one with um hollywood was like okay they're abusing children in hollywood all those people are abusing children and then um all of a sudden some lady says like harvey weinstein you know googled my goodies then you find out like oh well he did it to a bunch of women oh he raped a bunch of women well no we just had to have sex with them for a movie and this is widespread okay men are bad blah blah blah. Uh, and i didn't really like men growing up so I, i i understand
0: but yeah, well, but I t- mean, t- even t- t- still, making generalizations about any category of people is a divisive tactic used to divide people on things that they can't control about themselves, like skin color and and gender and and, and well, I guess gender is not that anymore, but skin color and yeah. and uh your 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 born uh, genitalia, you know, like you you can't generalize people just saying all oh, men and people are doing that. The same people yeah, that are fighting for degeneralization.
1: There's a weird um, Jezebel spirit pervasive in the uh, female communities
0: a in, this,
1: in this country. Uh, I'm going to ask you to look it up. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask you to look it up. And I'm going to ask your listeners to look it up uh, as well. Because I can't describe it, but you'll know. It's like, how do you describe pornography? Well, you know it? when you see it but um it'll do a lot better if you uh look it up on your own and and do some research but uh, there's a weird jezebel spirit um um and i think it's been summoned and mounted and, and placed on uh a lot of women in this country because it's getting to the point to where their survival and maternal instincts are being overridden And the spirit of wanting to get ahead and bond with a group is stronger than survival. So um, I say this because um, if That's you kind of like,
0: I'm sorry. If, uh, you, yeah, you can finish you, it off, my bad. But,
1: okay, yeah, but please hold yours. Um, but if you mm-hmm. if you hear that people in hollywood are having sex with kids in mass and then an adult woman says i was an adult and chose to have sex with a man for a movie role and i wouldn't get the movie role unless i had sex with him and you don't investigate the child stuff but you that's that's really really bizarre to me and women didn't used to women didn't use to think like that you know um it's 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 really bizarre and i don't I'm not. Um, I'm not uh, talking about the morality of women. Um, when when I say that there's like a Jezebel spirit, I'm saying that there's something weird going on in the collective to where their survival mechanisms aren't. Because Cuomo, the same thing. You guys are choosing to focus more so on the fact that he was getting his Mac on with ladies and maybe saying inappropriate things, um, rather than like the case of mass graves with, with the bodies. Hitler did the same thing. And he coined that phrase, you get the women, so follow the men. So when I say that there's a Jezebel spirit, like know that there's like a formula to this, um, men aren't that smart. Ladies, you're the one that have the goddamn wisdom in this place. Men just have the will to execute. So, um we cannot have the correct type of revolution uh in this country without women stepping up and being like no this is bullshit. um yes he pressured me into sex but I chose like it wasn't rape um like
0: or, or I mean like saying things like you know, I don't know like there's there's a there's, when I think of rape I think rape being like you know you, fucking like are are raping somebody you're holding their fucking mouth shut and forcefully yeah. jamming your you know dick into a an open vagina but that even still that whatever you know like it's you don't think of it in terms of like psychological rape you know because like women are great at psychologically raping men you know and I don't say yeah. that in like a d- demeaning way but I mean like I mean let's just face it, women are way better at manipulating, you know I think some people might might disagree in terms of like that but like I mean the Machiavellian like hierarchical system of a female high school uh, student social life is absolutely insane. it, it is it is so nuanced and un, absolutely ununderstandable. Uh, it's <laughs> just like I don't know just that is a whole thing. But the way that I'm, I'm kind of reading about the Jezebel spirit here kind of feels to me like it's like, a, at least from just from what I've read thus far, which isn't that much, is it's like, basically, it's like a conjuring of idolizing the primal instincts of the female um, uh, person, the body. It's like, like basically, like, the, the you know, everybody's like a primitive uh, state or self, like your root chakra, your sacral, and your... Uh, uh, solar plexus or your lower chakras They're, they represent your physical things like like your need to fuck your need to uh eat survive and and it's like it's like to me it seems like it's like a conjuring of of just just idolizing those things your lower your lower vibrational qualities because you know i think everybody can agree that that uh it's pretty bigoted to you know choose sides in terms of uh what's it called um uh who you generalize you know Mm -hmm. if 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 you know women can can say you know argue and and fight for for equality and 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 not not generalizing you know all women are this or, or even like with the whole idea of what generalization is as a whole Generalization is racism. Generalizing an entire group of people based on one thing that they can't control. In fact, you're making them a separate group of people. You're already falling into the illusion that they're that we're not the fucking same thing. That we're not the same species. That we're not even a species at that. We're fucking the this. You know, we're, we're far deeper than that. We're consciousness. But they want people thinking about the primal, just most like the, the things that are going to make you fight. But if you're going to sit there and argue for those things, but then also generalize all men are the same and uh, you know all white people are the same or in you know, those aspects, it's like, you know, like, I mean, I get it to some extent. Yeah, like, you know, I don't really take that much offense, but I think it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of missing the point. You know, you can, be, you, you can be smarter than that. You can actually use your power for, for fucking good. But instead, you're just like trolling each other, further adding to the divide. Makes like I feel like that makes racist people more racist, it makes sexist people more sexist, you know, and it just scares people from like that. If people that have those tiny little thoughts, it just scares them from talking about it, so then they just pretend like they don't and just keep all that stuff inside, and they build up prejudices internally, you know. Like, I think it causes problems to some extent to say so you can and can't, you can generalize these people, but not them. It's like I don't know. I guess I was just like a went down a weird tangent about that and you were <laughs> you're making a big awesome point and I kinda of took it that far away. But.
1: it happens, man, especially especially at these hours. But I, I just I just I just wanna say that um like uh let me see mm, uh, um I don't wanna sound like an incel, you know. i have like my mm-hmm. fair share of peanut butter, like um um i mm, i don't know i, I just i just want to i know um that a lot of people are vulnerable to groupthink you know and the social controllers um have known this for a very very long time like we don't there's a lot of people saying that we don't live in a patriarchy. we actually live in a matriarchy and that's why it's so toxic um and it makes it makes sense but um um, uh, we'll have to come back to this. Come back to this point at some other time because
0: definitely.
1: Uh, the, oh my god, there is definitely a Jezebel. Uh, there's definitely a Jezebel spirit. I know I said like research it, but you already kind of you um, you already, yeah, already kind um, of so. What did I didn't it, read a too lot much of people it either.
0: So that's just what I got. My yeah. first impression
1: a lot of people think that the Jezebel spirit is about uh, like like the whore cuz you know we, us american men have like the Madonna whore complex it's not about it's not about a woman's sexuality at all it's um it's about their um it, it's basically like a feminine control freak um, dominating spirit and um the, the thing is it's just like It's like giving a three-year-old, like having like a three-year-old's mind in Arnold Schwarzenegger's body. So, um, the amount of damage you could do with that kind of um, mindset with that body is a lot worse than if you've actually like earned that body over like a thirty-year period and like worked it up. You know what I mean? So Uh they're trying to wield the power that they haven't earned. um, it's it's kind of like a counterfeit thing, and um, honestly, I, I'm gonna be like a little bit more liberal with this. I don't necessarily. I don't think that it's only women that have the spirit on them. I think it's like feminized mm-hmm. men and I've definitely been
0: Well, I mean, yeah, the entire fashion industry is is you know like I'm not I don't know this a hundred percent, but the, the fashion industry is um very uh, has a lot of. Uh, gay male influences, uh, and and there yeah. is a culture within gay men that you know worships feminism, worships female body. Like you know, not every yeah. gay person does this. Of no, course, I'm no, not no, saying no, no. that, it, it, but, I'm but there game, is but an they, actual they worship, thing where they,
1: they worship little boys'
0: bodies and they and they grab yeah. well, the woman over time. Yeah. You no, know, they're just they're sexually <laughs> sexually attracted to other men, but but they're they're uh, what's the word they, it there's is. like an obsessive uh, fascination with with the the art of beauty like a geisha of modern times in that in that aspect and you find things like you know i i'm not fully understanding of what the zeitgeist is i know that's a thing and from what i understand about it it kind of talks about you know all the efforts that the uh beauty and fashion industry used to kind of control uh you know how uh, how women what women and what people perceive as beauty in general is in order to basically you know either profit off of it or or uh, you know, a lot of the times, you know, like, that. that's a very interesting thing, because like, you hear people talking about, like, oh, the Barbie's unrealistic, but I grew up with fucking He-Man and Hulk, so it's, like, I mean, unrealistic, like, I'm a fat doe, like, <laughs> you know, like, I can't live up to that, you know, I, I fucking, you, you know, there's, like, that argument there, but pe- people don't give a fuck, because, <laughs> you know, men are inferior. That's the mindset. It's like, I mean, we you gotta know, stop looking like at that? each other in terms of inferior. What? What does it, it sound like? like
1: it sounds like we're becoming Muslims, dude.
0: Is that what Muslims onto? <laughs> oh, cause <laughs> I, oh, cause <laughs> misogyny like and like oppressing a what? woman, like. <laughs> <laughs> We, women, if you're listening to this and you're a female, and you really think that we're sitting here trying to oppress you, and you think that I'm just like so blind to my oppression of you, like more, I I give power to you, like fuck, I know I'm not perfect. I, women are great at things. Don't I never would say that? I don't mean that in any way. I just there's also a hyper feminine, a hyper feminized uh, movement that is affecting our cultural context. And affecting our social sphere of influence, to the point that it is unhealthy and radicalized, and it's not just women. It is a it is it, it, it's something almost It's this Jezebel spirit thing that you're talking about, like. Yeah, dude. And it's are it's, to it's,
1: talk it's about it. <coughs> You know, it's like you know, it's like ironic because um, uh, it's like the face of so it's like uh, what did Kanye say? Like, the rapper is like the new rock star or like they're like the new rock stars now it's like kind of funny because um up until then like gay guys were always like behind the scenes but they were choosing all the fashion choices for women and they were kind of like it was like the most thin woman the most like they didn't like really it's like the less feminine features you had, but just as long as you were skin and bone like you were considered pretty and like now it's Mm -hmm. like black guys are like super fucking cool and it's like, uh, it's like fat chicks are <laughs> like hot now. It's like really, <laughs>
0: it's yeah, like really bizarre. They, they, all you have to do is shift uh, your perception uh, just every so often, you know, ever so subtly and slowly, there is basically just an active effort to shift what your perception of beauty is because somebody wants it to be that way for a manipulative reason, not just because they're like, you know, that because that's truly what you find attractive or beautiful, you know, I think we can find I don't know the what that beauty, was. beauty. Well, like, I mean, the, I, I the I fact that for the longest time, beautiful woman in our society was, uh, you know, a eating disorder, uh, of of and, and depression and anxiety, just to get to the point that you are so unhealthily sick, and 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 thin, and that you can't even stand, and that is beautiful. It's, no, that's fucking disgusting. I, I think most dudes, if you're being realistic, you look at somebody who is literally sitting there just barely fucking surviving and, and be like, beauty. <laughs> no. I find fucking... You find beauty in what you find beauty in. Not what somebody tells you or influences you to, into believing. You know what I mean? If you think fat chicks are hot, then you think fat chicks are hot. And, you know, but there's... Why is there an effort to distort that? To make people think that the thing that they already are isn't beautiful, that they need to change it to fit some idea, you know? Like, so many girls my age, like, literally, I could never leave the house without makeup on. Like, three hours a day of makeup because they're that insecure about the way that they look naturally. That's an influence. Somebody influenced them to believe that they're so ugly that they need to literally cover their face every single time they leave the home. Or they should be ashamed of themselves. That's that's scary. I'm yeah. glad that men don't, you know, at least like, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, shit, I'll leave the house, I didn't shower in three days, and <laughs> like, shave, <laughs> I like, smell. I'm like, fuck, I'm just gonna go get some donuts, so like... <laughs>
1: yeah well a woman that doesn't shower for three days might risk some infections down
0: there i don't know (laughs) i mean that's fair that's fair i mean (laughs) i'm disgusted with myself because i i'm just like oh god how could you i'm not like gonna do anything about it (laughs) (laughs) well
1: you know uh, again um uh, i don't yeah this isn't a conver- this is not a um this isn't a conversation that like men can have with women I think it has to come from women maybe we can do like a, um maybe we can do like a divine masculine like meditation to help uplift the the um female spirit you know we can we could do that or something like that
0: sometime but yeah that you know yeah you can't talk to the political the, the figure head of what Femininity is, you know, it's for the or what the female is and represents in society. I think most girls, you know, maybe most, most females are willing to at least sit down and have a conversation. But I, 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 I don't want to generalize <laughs> that, but I think there is, you know, might be some issues there, at least from my own experiences. Right. We
1: don't have to be like fatalistic with it. I mean, the Pendulum is like, the thing is, I think that, um, I think that if you focus on your on yourself, and what you, I mean, these conversations are always like really fun to have. And I even have to like talk myself down because it's like we're going to start a revolution, but it's like really, I just um, I just like my headphones and cigarettes. But I think that I think that if you're just focused on keeping your side of the street clean, like it starts at home, and
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: um like i don't know just um don't date these women i guess or you know learn how to just be like hey just this this is my line that's what it's going to be and you know stick to it it's a hard game um to master i think most um men get better at it like in their 30s and you know 30 to 50 it's 35 to like 50 is like i think like prime dating ages for men so you, you can't just be, you don't become like a man just because you're like 18 mm-hmm.
0: and it's super it's like it, hard too because like you're not yeah. emotionally developed enough to really handle all these stretches stresses that life is putting on you and then like when you're in a relationship with girls a thing that girls do you know maybe not all girls do this but in my experience they test you they will start problems because they want to see how you'll react. Whether it's subconscious or not, it happens. And for a guy, for me, you know, that shit pisses me off, you know? But, like, I'm trying my best to be like, I just get it, you know, that's what she's trying to do, trying to test me, you know? And, you know, every now and again, like, you know, she'll, you know you'll get pushed to, like, a limit where it's, like, you fucking break a little bit, and you're like, God, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? What are we even talking about right now? And then they'll be like, disgusted with you for reacting this way meanwhile being insecure as fuck the whole time but you showed the slightest bit of insecurity and there's a prejudice you know what I'm saying like I think that 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 is it, it, like you were saying we're in a matriarchy that's that's right there that tells you there's you know a shift that like where's where you know I, I don't know like mm-hmm. <laughs> you <can laughs> you're gonna expect brave, males to just be I'm
1: <laughs> um, um, you you're very brave because like i would never admit <laughs> to my issues with uh with opposite sex on <laughs> on air because it's it was like um Bog. i remember uh um like um now i've always been like you're acting crazy okay uh well i'm just gonna go over here like we're done um because you know i never had uh you know my dad died when i was one so i never like i never saw like um it done healthily, and like i'm like a little obsessive like maybe like slightly autistic maybe but so um I, when they do that like test stuff i'm like okay i guess this is over bye um then i kind of think of like um how like how bad do i want it? it's like like not not that bad but they can drive it can drive you crazy um but i think um yeah, for you heterosexual men, I don't, I don't, I, I, <laughs> I, have, I have, nothing but sympathy. I remember I was um, dating this girl like last year, and we just had the con, we just had the conversation about like maybe being, um, exclusive. And I was like, "Well, you just give me a chance." She's like, "You can give me a chance." I'm like, "Okay." Um, and then like twenty minutes later, she she was like, getting into some other guy's car. I didn't, I couldn't tell that she was um drunk. Social cues, and I remember going home trying to pretend like I didn't care, and then just kind of breaking down. Being like, "It can't hurt this bad," (laughs) because I was like, "But anyway, uh, we still, we still fool around from time to time. It's all good." But I just, you know, I don't know. Like, I think um, a certain amount of detachment, like. Uh, I don't know if, like, obviously it's different if you have kids, right? Um, so like, if you have, uh, if you have kids with a woman, then the dynamics a lot different. I don't know if men and women having all this free time uh, together, you know what I mean, is like really the business. Uh, Camille Paglia says that, like, this era of time when men and women have interacted with each other more than ever before, uh, and I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know if that's, like, necessarily <laughs> a good thing, but, um, um, like, you know, dating is, um, dating is difficult. I, I really don't uh i really don't um i really don't do it i just do it subconsciously because it inspires me like the unrequited thing but um <laughs> this older gay mentor i was like so do you have like a boyfriend and like no i just have friends That i fuck uh, i was like your age i was like oh okay and i thought that was really cynical but you know um uh, <laughs> but men are sweeties. I, I do. I do know this. Men are sweeties, like,
0: you know. Um, yeah, I mean, what is uh, what do they call it, misogyny? Like, how is that not like? It's right there. You know, just like, <laughs> wanting to hold the door open for. Why is that a problem though? Oh well. <laughs>
1: That could have been a dangerous Again, spot to think. This is so uncomfortable for me because I don't wanna like I don't wanna go down like the oh man I got screwed ahead. But um I don't know. I just I think that I think the the, the whole adage is that girls just wanna have fun. So um like you know if you're not in the mood for fun or if they're not in the mood for fun and they're testing you, just <laughs> go do something else. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like Do what you're going to say you're going to do. Be courteous, be kind, and don't take no mess. I I know. I it's say. like you can
0: be like, as not toxic as fuck, and then they'll fucking test you and, like, really, really push you. And it's like, at this point, it's like, either, like like, I just have to deal with this. Or I react in a way that makes them now, like, have a problem with me. You know what I mean? Like, and it's very hard mm. for a lot of men to emotionally handle that. Uh, it just is. You know, men are not, you know, te- typically raised in this this societal standard as uh, being emotionally embraceive creatures. We're not, there's emotional uh, intelligence is just not as conditioned. We're not not as accepted. We're just kind of told, like, you know what? You know, you gotta just man it up. You gotta keep You know, pull the bootstraps up. Keep going. You know, and then, like, somebody fucking pushes you to your like, fucking breaking point, And dudes will crack. You know? Maybe there's a good reason that girls will test you, because if shit goes bad, they don't want... It. They want to make sure they're not gonna die. You know? Okay. I'm afraid for my life when shit gets like that. It's like, are you gonna, like, fucking chop my dick off or something? like, <laughs> not actually but like you don't you don't know it gets so like illogically you know and i think to some extent they understand like you know that you they just have this like i everybody kind of does this you make up uh kind of like fake fantasies in your head about you know, based off of insecurities and you know you start to emotionally get triggered by them and then you look for things to confirm that confirmation bias and you know you'll start to build a little narrative like you know i really feel like you know he's talking to another girl or something and then they'll like just look for little things be like well you know he takes his phone with him in the bathroom things like that and then next thing you know it's like without you ever even having to do anything now they've you're seeing another girl and it's like without you ever even having to see a girl that's what i mean that's happened that's happened directly to me I've not seeing another girl been like straight up been like, No, you are and here's why you are and it's like they literally push you to the point where they're so convinced that it's like you're like, God, am I? <laughs> you know? And that's 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 what I mean. It's like I'm not, but like, am I? <laughs> like shit. Like you're right. This guy seems like he's seeing another girl. Mm-hmm. But like that's what I mean, that's it's dangerous. But um I wanna I I just wanted to talk about one other topic before like we get way too lost and this has been tying back to spiritual things um because i wanted to talk a little bit at least a little bit about the afterlife you know we're pretty far into this so we don't have to you know go on for you know two hours but Mm -hmm. um i just you know like i'm always curious to hear what people uh what people think about what they think the afterlife is or even not if you don't think there is you know just like what what happens when you die what do you know? What do you think or believe? Or you know, that's that's kind of the question I like to ask.
1: That's hmm. a big um, question. Um, it depends on your consciousness and, and different mm-hmm. things. Do I? I don't know if I believe necessarily in heaven and hell. Although I'm prepared <laughs> just in case they do, um, but. No, I think um, uh, there are lots of mystery schools that talk about this, but uh, I think this whole physical illusion is um, made of light, and I think you go back to being light, um, and those that that know how to uh, have their heart lighter than a feather can go and join the realm of the creator again. Um, The other ones that don't have some more work to do down here or in the lower realms. Because even the Astro Realms, like, is a fool's game. Um, But, you know, the thing about spirituality uh, is that your spirit and your
0: soul are different things. And a lot of people mm-hmm. um, don't understand that. So your soul is basically... Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. I've tried to explain this to people, and they're just kind of like, like, no. um, I don't know. Sorry, go on.
1: There's people whose souls are completely gone, but their spirit is still, like, in the astral realm, you know? um, it's, like, a very hard concept for people to understand, but... um, um.
0: Because so... I think when people hear those kinds of words they think like okay this is your belief but it's like I mean it's actually more of this I mean this is kind of what's happening you just don't really understand you know the, the meanings of those words or, or being able to like associate it with an experience so it sounds like a belief but I mean, these things are actually occurring like I just wanted to give that little reinforcement as you went into that
1: oh yeah no worries um uh yeah I mean I don't know how else to say it other than that uh it's see all this shit is very very simple and you gotta do the work so that like when you uh you know when you're a kid like you know everything you're supposed to you just don't have the the body, um, or the wisdom to be able to live out on your own, you know what I mean. But you still mm-hmm. you have all the wisdom you need. And um, if a little kid has seen a vagina before and they walk by a church, they'll just be like, "Hey, that church looks like a vagina." Boom! It's the adult mind that complicates. Like maybe it's just, um, you know, some art you know, the the adult condition mind is very complicated. Uh, but the child mm-hmm. mind knows, and um, you know, I just nurture your inner child. Uh, along with loving words of affirmation and wisdom, and that child will <laughs> tell you when a spade is a spade. Uh, but, um, like, we want to talk about the afterlife. Um, you know, we got into this conversation earlier about, like, NPCs and stuff like that. This whole thing, um, you some people call simulations, simulation, some people call it a game, uh, some people call it a realm, but, you know, the bottom line is we kind of all know that this is an illusion that we are stuck in and compelled to play. Uh, it's not normal for people to be suicidal, uh, even though we have those urges and feelings sometimes. So the self-preservation mechanism makes us all want to go through it. And, um, you know, so i would say the uh, egyptian book of the dead model is probably the most uh accurate <laughs> representation of what it is that and the tibetan book of the dead um you know uh, the tibetan book of the dead kind of talks about like when you die you see these certain lights uh you and like what happens if you go to like a certain color um and then what happens like if you see fog um uh, so doing the and actually wrote an article about this but like doing the subconscious work to um understand like to train your soul to go for uh what is it Uh, not conclusion Uh, um um Say, Oh, dude, I'm getting old. <laughs>
0: oh, no, no, no. I can't think of a word this have
1: ever had before. <laughs> um, but basically, to train your soul to get um, some sort of resolve in whatever. Every living um, creature seeks to... Every, I mean, everything in motion seeks to get back to its origin. And that's kind of the name of the game. So... Yes, there is a pre-realm before getting back into that infinite light space and uh, why you would choose to stay there and watch over your family. Uh, I'm grateful for the ones that did it to me, or at least left their spirit simulation there for me to talk to so that maybe I can get out. But the real G's know. Wait... I gotta say, I'm not a I'm not a mace or anything like that because I know that they have this weird thing with the G. But um, everybody knows and it's just about getting getting back to that that original light.
0: Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, I mean, so um, I think you know to that extent, you know, as we are always, you know, that original light, you know, no matter in what form we are and to what what uh what form our uh what form our resonance has taken uh and to what limitation of ignorance that that takes on us because you know at the baseline of everything we are you know essentially an omnipotent omnipotent omniscious. or oh, omnipotent is omnipotent <laughs> uh, omniscient uh, ever present omni being uh, of infinite love and wisdom and 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 emptiness, it, the essential nature of everything is a, a divine construct of empty, isness, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we're always that, and to some extent, you know, I think the isness is always watching over every, it is literally everything, you know, we're like right now we're just kind of the third dimensional thoughts of the of God, if you want to use that word, you know, like we're just you know, like when you have a dream, if I ask you to picture a chair, you can picture a chair in your head. What's that chair made out of the thought, <laughs> you know, we're just the third dimensional version of that created by, you know, created, imagined by this, this ever elusive, infinite being of, uh, or infinite just isness. And, uh, we're just yeah. it created us. It's it, it. took itself, created its um, you know, infinite versions of personality that it has, and put little bits of that personality in different little uh, different little spheres of um, s- different little spheres of w- observing, and just took away the ability to be fully conscious and the ability to be down there. Is that you're just not fully aware you're just aware that you don't know if to that Mm. extent you know at least in our human form so i think so knowing that is when we do die and our spirit um so in in my interpretations that i've gotten for the difference between soul and spirit is basically a spirit is a collection of souls like a cloud is a collection of water particles a spirit is actually a collection of multiple souls and that's what we consider our spirit families I think they're a lot larger than we might think like people think oh a spirit families like you know six people i think they're probably larger than that and i think they're not as humans you know i think you know it, it, it it's a long explanation that's just you know my interpretation of what it is that that the mm-hmm. same spirit and i also think that there are spirits that exist that aren't incarnating souls they, they they just exist as an entity of of a collective um that i think i was explaining that earlier with like Pleiadian type of things. It's more of a domain of consciousness that is collected and a soul being just like an individual, a little marble of personality uh, or, or some form of essence that can be identified or, or can be uh, can be noted as extremely similar to the same other little fractals of personality within its own cloud of souls. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so that's what our our people are, our souls that we're we're just connected to based on divine personality. Um, That's, I'm getting off my point. So I think that, you know, when we die, our soul uh, basically goes to from its state of ignorance, it creates what happens to it after death at least on this planet, you know, I think, you know, there are reasons for that, but I'm not going to get into that really either. I think on this planet basically is we sort of, uh, in our deepest, most core subconscious part, um, of our imagination and our soul, uh, using that as its guide and navigator, create our afterlife afterwards. I think there's, uh, forces that kind of know that and purposefully have created a system that does that. So if you think you're gonna reincarnate, you reincarnate. Think you're gonna to go to hell, you're gonna to go to hell, and you're gonna create. Uh, essentially, we use this uh, uh, spiritually uh, fifth dimensional in, um, imagination, like a you know, and imagination of we're imagining creating this this new uh, this new plane created by a soul. Um, based entirely on its own personal desires and, and, and personal idea of what the what, what paradise would be. You know what I mean? Because we already are a paradise. We already live in a perfect paradise. But it's like we get to create a new little facet of that that is entirely specified by our little divine personality's spark. And so when we die, we're creating that what comes next. And it's not going to be, well, you know, who knows what it is. As my shamanic view on it is that we're all individually creating the afterlife and and to what extent is that afterlife uh already something that we've created and and lived multiple times you know if we're like a a star seed or whatever you know we, we kind of chose to come here from a place that was already in that uh transcended realm to come here to help kind of guide people through difficult times like this you know i think that's kind of like the understanding of the soul mission and uh the only reason why I have that deep of a, uh, kind of, um, uh, attachment or, uh, kind of, uh, in knowing of it, because, uh, I firmly do believe that I, 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 that, that became revealed to me on a, uh, I was on like a nine grand mushroom trip, uh, <laughs> a lion. Like really freaking me out. Um, but, uh, to say the least, uh, you know, I, I literally sat side by side with ancestors of mine, and and recognize how they are with me, everywhere I go, all the time. Uh, first off, physically, just in my blood, my blood, my DNA is just that's the one thing that we share in common with every ancestor we've ever had. Is it's just continuously passed down, and we're just the waking edge of what life is. This is we're we are the now. We're experiencing the now, and we're just a Carrying this torch, so physically they're all connected to us there, but I think also, you know, the DNA's and spiritual energetic stuff. But you know that that afterlife is something that it just doesn't have a time. Like when I was there, there were people that were still alive that they were there, and it was like, you know, they're there and not there, they're in both. If that makes, I don't know how to explain it really, but I could get really mm-hmm. deep into that too. But uh, that's my take on it.
1: Right. <clears throat> yeah, I think I um, uh, see. I think death is the ultimate ecstasy. Um, I think when something is truly transcendent, you're breathless. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I can go into it, but um, you know, just, um, you know, you only have, like, 120 years in yeah. Uh, so, so Is that the projection? just enjoy it. Huh?
0: Is that the projection of oh, 120 years? Oh, no, not for me. Please <laughs> don't give me that. No, no, no. I want to try and make it to be 102. 102? Because, uh, yeah, I was born in 98, so 102 would be, um, I got to live in three different centuries. That's cool, um right yeah,
1: yeah, like it's pretty that's pretty awesome actually how to think about it but um uh, yeah I think I think that feeling of uh like sex, not like the penis and the vagina, but like the way that your brain feels, um like kind of like that onk symbol, like um, oh God, I hate. I hate talking about um, sex, but I remember like um, I was living in an apartment with um, um, a couple of friends, or whatever, and he had his girlfriend over, and they were having sex. And I hate that because I can't like um, I can't uh, sleep, you know. But um, like uh, um, um, as they were climaxing or whatever, it's like I felt I felt like an energy or something. Um, like, kind of, like, it was more so than just, like, oh, I'm, like, coming right now, but I could, I could feel, like, almost like a a tone or a light being generated from that. Like, almost like uh, a tantric experience. Yeah, she actually ended up getting pregnant, so that's what I was feeling, but, um, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you somewhat familiar with like the, the idea of like a, uh tantric um i do not even consider it like, just tantric uh school No, i'm not i'm no expert in that either but like that is something that like i got interested in a little bit just kind yeah, of like it was more or less curious so. for studying <laughs>
1: Um, no, but like, um, like, I don't know, I don't know, uh, just, but just more so like the frequency that was being generated through the act of them, like, you know, having sex or whatever, it's like.
0: Literally merging the spiritual into the physical the first time. Yeah. Creating life
1: itself. Yeah. Um, uh. But they're also taking life. I mean, you know, she got pregnant, so they're taking, they're pulling in life, and you know, anyways, um, that life was being pulled into a into a body that was that's destined to die. You know, but um, uh, in order, God, I don't have the words to describe this, but I think that's. What it's like on the other on the other side, not just like the pleasure of sex, but the energy that's generated, especially when a man and woman are doing it. And I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I think that um, that's kind of what the other side is like. I think it is an androgynous um, universe, but I think it's too high of a frequency f- for us to comprehend in this realm. And you know, we experience it. Uh, that's why, you know, your pituitary gland, whether you're male or female, kind of looks like some balls and a vagina, and then it goes down through your lymphatic system. Your bones, of structure,
0: slip. your your hips yeah. align, this way your hips grow, to, you know, like, um, but, you know, that's, you know, also along the lines of, you know, like, we're not going to go into that, but, you know, what societal understandings of what... Gender itself is it just philosophical? I don't want to go down there because that's just a whole. Um, I like the point that you were going to though about you know thinking that that's what it feels like. I would say you know, you know like I do firmly believe that that on that that trip because I I think people if they don't understand these plant medicines are capable of, you know they think it's just hallucination and you know you're just you know creating something with your mind. And it's kind of the materialist reductionist scientific understanding or portrayal of what. Uh, psychedelics are because uh uh they're they're very intimate and it is a a very deep spiritual experience if you use it in the right way um and i I do firmly believe that that what i had experienced at that time was uh was that Um, yeah
1: but if you want to know like how to not come back here you have to get over your emotional human issues and thoughts well, that's hard. Well, that's that's well, hard. You don't want to anchor into your spirit, but yeah. But I mean, uh, like, who's
0: you know? Why do why, why would we not want to come back here? You know, like, I think that that is also a question because it's kind of like spirituality. You kind of assume like, okay, so we want to transcend. You know, this experience. We don't want to do this anymore, and that's fair. We don't, you know, that you can do that, but it's also you know, you know, some of us, you kind of awaken enough to realize you chose to come here in the first place. Did you well, choose to come uh, here um, just so you can figure out, like, an escape room? You know, like, is this just some kind of a mass puzzle that we're playing, or you know, I don't know. Like, well, that's a, that's a some people's consciousness,
1: so. some people's consciousness, um, was generated from the creator, and then some people's consciousness was generated down here. Uh, so, like I said, um, everything. But it in isn't motion down here part f- of the
0: creator? You know, like if you create a baby, two babies in a test tube, and then those two babies have sex and create a kid. You know, I know, like, is was that was that kid, uh, not created by the same thing? I don't know. It's a, it's just a different thought, I guess.
1: Well, it depends on where you get the sperm from. If it's if the sperm is from human sperm, then you know, but uh. <laughs> this might be a little bit over your head. I kind of, I want to pee and go to sleep, uh, but I'm just gonna throw that out there. The, um, we, we can go into that later. I think, you know, um, mm-hmm. these are all very, very, very good questions, and um, um, <laughs> we can, can just, we can just go down this endless fractal rabbit hole of stuff. But oh, I think um, it's time to.
0: You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's almost six AM here.
1: <laughs> well, Zach, it's been a pleasure.
0: It has been a pleasure. Like uh, I gotta say thank you again for that uh, that light reading. That was incredible. Um, you know, I got some research to do out of it. Um, you know, regardless of where it leads me, I still enjoy doing research, so that's always fun. Um Yeah, so Han Taylor, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Mahalla. Adios, man.